All right, everybody, welcome back to episode 12 of the Unpaid and Underrated Podcast, the podcast about crew for crew and relentlessly mocked on Discord by the rest of crew. Uh, I am Big Joey. I'm Big Keith. And we are joined by Big Steve this week. Howdy. How we doing, buddy? Oh, not so bad. The best part about Big Steve is I can almost see his house from my house. <laughs> no, I saw, a, according to Big Kevin's map, I might call shenanigans on that because you were like an, caught two inches away on that little map. Two inches matters. Yeah, that's what she said. I sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and you were worried you wouldn't fit right in here. Yeah. I'll, all right. Uh, I mean, we should dive right in. We should dive right in, eh, guys? Uh-huh. I'm actually excited for uh, what are we drinking because I got a new one this week. I uh, went to Trader Joe's uh, on the way home. They they have that really good rosemary chicken that I just wanted because I need something quick and easy for lunch. Uh, and I was like, ooh, let me check out what they have for carbonated uh, water. And I got like five or six new ones over to try over the next month. Tonight, oh shit, now it's stuck in my koozie, my Masonomic strong and silly koozie. But it oh, is so a- okay, so the purple koozie we need to talk about. Okay, yeah, because that thing's tighter than Scrooge's pockets. That thing yeah. is insane. I, I can't get my cans out without smashing them. <laughs> yeah, but just think of the insulation properties, though. True. But yeah. I got a, uh, I got, I got a lime hop water. So is, is this actually made of hops? Is this because we know Big Keith still doesn't know what hops is? So is this, is it, is it the same thing or is hop water the brand? No, it's, it's gonna be hops. So it's gonna taste uh, like, it's gonna, gonna taste be, like, um, gonna be gross, huh? Okay. Yeah, it's not. Gonna, I don't, go. I don't see that being good. Bottoms up, lime hop water, Big Keith. Grab it in you. Uh, it's interesting. It tastes so like a. Sh- it's like a uh, <laughs> fucking uh, Poland Springs water. Uh, I mean, I've had worse. It almost tastes like a beer. I guess that's the gist because it is. That's what hops is. And it's it like a lime like, beer. I guess. I don't know. It's different. It doesn't. I mean, it doesn't taste like a beer, but it doesn't taste like it's not a LaCroix or a bubbly. It's it's different. I've definitely had worse, though. So I don't know. It uh, It's a it's a fuck. It's a five five on the glaze scale, maybe. At a five. Sounds like a perfect beverage. Five out of ten on the glaze scale. If if we're on if we're if we're on JD Powers or or Apple Pie Pods, it's probably a two and a half. Well, I'll swing by Trader Joe's on my next trip to New York because it's the best place to go, besides Target and the liquor store. Now, I'm on. I'm drinking a Keats. Like I'm not gonna lie, I'm just drinking a Keats. I have some PC uh, some PC sparkling water here to celebrate Steve being here. Um, and Steve, what you got? Well, I've got myself a LaCroix hibiscus. Yeah. And uh, it's actually quite nice. And uh, for uh, plan B, when that goes uh, when that goes dry, we got ourselves a PC sparkling cola. That sparkling cola is top tier. Like, I'll tell you. Sparkling cola water, not just, uh, you know, it's not a pop. Yeah, I do, I do want to try that. I've, uh, I don't care what brand it is. I want to try some kind of sparkling water cola. Uh, the only ones I've seen are on Amazon and they're like fucking 30 bucks for like a six pack or something. And I'm, I'm not doing that, but as I've far yet- as I go, you could do worse than this one. Yeah. yeah. I've yet to see anything local that was like the, you know, that type of genre, but I keep, so keep my eyes out. No, the PC, they got their ginger ale. They got their cola their I've got a root beer and they've got the uh, cranberry ginger ale too. Then it's all just top tier. Like it's, it's, it's next level. I think I've never gotten less than a four whenever I send in. If I may add something to that though. They're top tier when you open them. If you leave them for more than an hour, they go flat immediately somehow. I don't think I can drink sparkling water longer than an hour. Yeah, I don't think I've ever opened one and didn't finish it in like 
seven minutes. Yeah, it's that's going to be left as wife water if I don't drink it. Yeah, they're not for dabblers. <laughs> you guys, you guys know wife water, right? I'm assuming that's just anything you don't drink. Morgan will drink after the fact, or she just dump it out. Like I don't. No, wife water is the series of unopened sparkling waters oh, or un, unfinished sparkling waters left all over the house by your wife. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's mine. Does that? She's the worst with that. But I, I legit just I. So I guess I take that back. I will drink old sparkling waters, but they're hers. Like yeah. the next day, you just got to make the. You got to make sure she didn't fucking put like her discarded hair in it, which I've done a couple times <laughs> and caught. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? I'm like, it's 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 half full. It should not be a hair receptacle at that point. But it's no. happened me a couple of times. Yeah, I mean, like, what's the worst case scenario? It becomes water. Okay, it's not bad. I mean, <laughs> an escalator becomes stairs. I mean, put in some work. Yeah, it's a, it's a good way to put her. It's no longer spicy water. Uh, what shirts are you guys wearing? I'm rocking out one of the, my new Christmas presents. Uh, the ouch, everything hurts. Uh, it actually fits now because I got the uh, the right size for my broad body. So, yeah, knocking out some 2X shirts. I got a plethora of 2X shirts for Christmas, so I'm kind of stoked about that. Yeah, I'm rocking, uh, you know, the powerlifting blue ribbon uh, shirt today. Very nice. I, I did bust that one out for a special occasion. I didn't get that one. But I didn't, oh, love, I, I didn't love how it fit personally. It had a bigger neck than I was comfortable with. Yeah, it's, it fits a little bit differently than some of the other ones, but I suppose uh, that's been discussed enough. Yeah. We've, we've <laughs> Talk about the blanks. Horse. Yeah. <laughs> I'm wearing go one. hard right off the rip. I'm actually wearing one from uh, Deadlift Till I'm Dead, our friend Jenny. Um, it says Feral Dilf. Hmm. And I thought that was fucking hilarious. Oh, so. <laughs> and I wore it, I wore it pink too, just to make sure it bothers the right people. <laughs> I, I chase you down. <laughs> That's good stuff. All right. So I wanted to talk about um, the crew Christmas checklist. Oh yeah, because I think that there was a very um, common theme for a lot of us. So yes, I got a Massonomic shirt. I got the strong and silly shirt. Uh, yes, I got the koozie because I forgot to order that when I did my order. Yes, I got barefoot shoes. Uh, no, I didn't get any ammonia, but I think you know that's always on the list as well. So I was just wondering if you guys got any of the checklisted Massonomics crew Christmas presents. To be fair, I don't think I'm overly familiar with the checklist, but I did get weights and massonomics clothes, so I got that going for me. Now the massonomics clothes are on the checklist. Oh yeah, I've got uh, let's see, yeah, I've got three, three or four shirts. I did get barefoot shoes. I didn't know if those, I didn't know those were coming or not. I, she definitely uh, picked up on my hint and did order those. Uh, first impressions. They were not as wide as I would like at first, but by the time I got done working out like an hour later, because my my right foot is a solid like third, it's 15, it's 10 to 15 percent wider than my left foot. Like no matter what shoe I wear, like my right foot like hurts in that shoe and mm. the left foot's fine. So immediately my right foot was like rubbing the sidewalls. Um, but after wearing them for a couple hours, the right did seem to break in. Uh, I'm going to wear it a few more times before I give it my 100 percent seal of approval. But so far, so good. Hey, rub it, rubbing the sidewalls is my go-to move. <laughs> you just, you just, uh, you know, yeah, no, I was going to say something about how you, you can seldom do both of them at the same time. You usually just hitting one side and then the other yeah. side. You're not really... The other side will come on in. Um, yeah, I just thought it was funny that just everybody was like, oh, I yeah. got a Massonomic shirt and barefoot shoes. And then like three, I think three or four of us were all like, we all got Massonomic shirts and barefoot <laughs> shoes. Yeah. But, um, so... 
now I got um, so Morgan ordered from the blemish pile, and I wonder if the blemish is a misprint in size because my eight and a halfs in my Hobie Bear and in my uh, Ursus Salmons fit wonderfully, but somehow the eight and a half in whatever she got me does not fit at all. Hmm. So That's also, I just wonder. Your salmon ones could just be also broken, and maybe they'll get better. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Is I'm just gonna I'm gonna pound through these and, or just demolish them in squats. Just I'm gonna squat one day in these shoes and just pop some shoes, (laughs) pop the taint, pop some shoes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got I I got a funny one. I got I ended up so I added a few grip attachments to my Amazon wish list because I've just been I've been people have been buying me stuff on Amazon for Christmas for years. So I've like run out of shit to put on there. So I'm like resorted to like some new stuff. So I was like, well, what's something I can get for the gym that I don't have? It's like, well, a lot of my buddies are really into grip stuff, but I don't really have any grip training other than my blobs and some some uh, some grippers. So I was like, let me uh just get a loading pin and three or four attachments. And you know, it's easy enough, It'd be like a hundred bucks max. So I think I got three three or four different attachments as presents, but then no one got me the loading pin. <laughs> so here, here I've got three loading three attachments. So I ended up uh getting one off carp carp had a couple extra ones lying around so i just paid him shipping he's gonna send me one up so i got that coming in the mail so i should be able to do my uh my my grip training next week whenever that shows up so i just got a kick out of that because i kept being like oh yeah this this is gonna go with what's left under the tree and then like i got to my last present and i was like well fuck i still don't have a loading pin what the shit but they didn't know any better it's like that was like I think my my parents got me one of the attachments. My wife got me one of the attachments, and my in laws got me one of the attachments. So like everyone, I don't think they even knew what the other one what that the what the loading pin was. But yeah. I just thought it was funny. I that. don't even know what a loading pin is. Like I, well, and I that, have a gym. <laughs> you should. You have you have you have the Denny Stone rings, right? Yeah, they're the they're the pieces so of the kids go on. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. I was so, gonna say so Then we'll bring our Denny. I'll bring my Denny rings next time I come. Next time, yeah, the yeah. first time that me and Steve jump in our cars and head down to your place. We're getting Nate. Nate said he was only four hours away, so we got to talk him. We should. I, should, I really do want to do a crew meetup up, up here. We we'll try to get like six or seven crew to actually. Won't be hard. Work. We can get Kevin. Probably nope. get. Um, probably get Keegan. Won't be hard. We we'll get a handful of us. Um, I didn't get any other gym stuff, so I have been investigating. Today, I was investigating um, the, which deadlift bar I'm going to get. Well, and my, I know my Go work ahead. company was nice enough to get me one for Christmas. Yes. Yeah, that's nice. a fun story. Go ahead. Because uh, your, st- your story goes into mine, so go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, I was looking around around Black Friday for uh, deadlift bars, and I saw a Canadian company there, uh, Strong Arm Sport. Saw the review by uh, Brandon there, and it was pretty good. But, hey, the price is right. Uh, might as well try it out. My work has a program, too, where it's a health and fitness program. If you have a gym membership or if you want to buy fitness equipment or whatever, you get a certain amount back per year. And uh, so I... Bought a bar on Black Friday and submitted my receipt. Next week, I had uh, most of that money back. Yeah, it's pretty dope. So I was I was looking at your power bar or the deadlift bar that you got, and I was comparing to getting a Texas deadlift. And I'll tell you, the cost is less than a hundred dollar difference between the two. So yeah, maybe maybe today. Yeah, no, yeah. So I definitely uh, I messaged Brandon and I said like, what would you suggest? And uh, he kind of leaned me towards Texas, so I'm probably going to order the Texas deadlift bar. Yeah, I would say at, a, at only a hundred bucks difference, and you, you probably could have, if you jumped on that during Black Friday. Texas had a really good sales, or they had like fifty or seventy dollars off everything Fuck. one week, and then another time was just free shipping. <laughs> but but yeah, if you can get that door, if you can get that bar to your house for under five hundred bucks, I'd, I'd jump on that. So it would yeah, be like- a it would be about over five hundred. So ordering ordering the one from uh, Strongarm. 
after shipping and everything is around 500. This cost me 320. So it was a pretty good deal. Okay. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Then I'm getting hosed because it's like three something plus shipping. After that, it's going to end up being about 495. Yeah, I think and this was around skating. 320 bucks Canadian, which is what, like $200 in freedom bucks? Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can get the Texas power bar, the Texas deadlift bar for $495. Yeah, so, no, all things being equal, including price, I'd probably go with Texas every day, but yeah, and we can just share. <laughs> just bring, I'll just bring mine and you bring yours. <laughs> I dig it. I looked at the Kabuki. Fuck that. Yeah, they're they're and same with the expensive. rogue, same with the rogue Ohio. F, F that that well, amount, like because that's what the that's what my meats always use is the kabuki, mm-hmm. and I just I ain't got time for that cost. Like that's so much, but I do want a hippie bar. No, Texas would be good. I mean, there definitely is a you can feel the difference between Texas and kabuki, but is it enough to justify? Because I don't know what the if the kabuki costs you like a thousand dollars to get with all the imports. It's about and all that. that. Yeah. It's about yeah, that. no, I think I paid like 600 when it came out for mine and I probably wouldn't pay a penny more. So, uh, but I mean, a deadlift bar is a deadlift bar as long as you don't have uh, Paul Floss's uh, Rogue Ohio deadlift bar, which is stiffer than shit. So any other bar than that, you'll be in good shape. <laughs> I, I think I just sneezed my eyeballs out. That fucking mm-hmm. sucked. <laughs> Speaking of bar reviews, uh, I know it just came out today, but either of you get a chance to watch the, uh, the YouTube video that uh, Tommy and Tanner put out. I did. They're uh, practically giving that one away. <laughs> was that about two thousand dollars up here oh god yeah twelve hundred uh twelve hundred twelve hundred for us and Plus i'm curious because that, that, that so that's coming from like you're not buying that from an american distributor it's literally coming from overseas too so i don't know if you get hurt as bad as we do or is it the same i'm curious because it's not like it's coming to america and then coming to you it should come directly from fucking was it sweden which, or, yeah. which bar is that the illegal yeah. Yeah, the Alico yeah. twelve twelve hundred dollar power bar. <laughs> I'm sure they send it to Australia first, so that way the shipping is twice the price. <laughs> doesn't doesn't Big Jess have like an entire Alico gym, like in her garage, uh, where all probably. the crackheads keep breaking in? <laughs> I do remember hearing about that. <laughs> but yeah, that was a fun video. Uh, they literally gave me like a minute notice, I think, to record it. Well, I think they might have told me a little bit earlier, but then like not really sure what it was going to be. Um, so I knew there were going to be a video, uh, but it was like, I think it was like right after the lifting session, they had to kind of mentioned it. So that was a very abrupt kind of thing, but, uh, I had a good time. I was telling my, I was talking to my wife about it. I was like, I would not have been comfortable enough doing that recording. Like even, even two years ago or even like last year, maybe, maybe last year, like in the last two years or so between like starting my, my gym's Instagram and going to home gym con and doing a bunch of podcasts with garage gym experiment and, and everything crew related and the Arnold and lift hard, live easy. Like just and obviously our podcast like i'm so came out of my shell in the last couple years like if i had to like the thought of being on a youtube video like two years ago i would have just been like nah i'm good but i don't know i'm just yeah, i mean you had me fooled to look like you knew what you're talking about <laughs> well <laughs> we're, we're we're trying fake it till you make it right the joke is he does that every week mm-hmm. and then he like, and then he puts like it on the getting there and then he puts it on the glaze search <laughs> That which the, the 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 updated Nate is ever evolving that damn thing. I'm I'm I've... I'm worried about Nate at this rate <laughs> because like he started the thing, and then it was like, oh, I made a shortcut for Apple. Oh, now I have a domain. Oh, now you can share the rating, and it'll include. And like every day, he's like giving us updates. I'm like, dude, are you okay? Are you like... creating a monster over there? <laughs> 
Like you're so focused on this glaze surge. Trying to take over or trying to take on Google. <laughs> like, I, 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 are you still, to, are you still eating? Do you, do I need to like send somebody down to check on you? Yeah. I, I kind of asked him how much time he invested and he said outside of like the initial, you know, writing everything, it hasn't been too bad. It's just been little tweaks. He's able to do very quick from his phone, I guess. So how many people know. does the pizza need to feed? Yeah. <laughs> And I have one question, though, Keith, about your glaze ratings. Oh, man. Uh, do you copy and paste all of them? What do you mean? So a lot of the ratings I see are the same. Your fives are dumb. Mad I wasted my time. Your six. Oh, is no, no, no. That's mad. I watched it. I, I'm not typing those out at all. That was a one time. Nate basically asked me to to put into text a correlation on my one to ten scale. I'm not. Oh, okay. I'm not. I am not typing those out. That was just like I had like I, I spent five minutes typing that up max. So okay. I had like minimal to no investment in that. And it was just off the top of my head. So no, no, I, I, that's why they're generic because he's, it's just literally a five is always going to say the same sentence. A six is always yeah. going to say the same sentence. So I, I was wondering, cause I thought that that would be really silly for you to like have oh, a, like no, a copy and pasted effort. thing to do. No. Okay, good. All right. Yeah. That makes way more. Except first I was yeah. just like, I was like, I'm going to rip on him for this, but I'm going to ask no. him about it first in public. That's funny. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're good. No, that's funny. Uh, no, but he got, he got a kick out of that. And I was just trying to like, how can I like put in, how can I, cause really it's all fucking fake. It's like, you know, it is, it's all bullshit, but like, how do you correlate what a five and a six and a seven is? So like, and you have to have it just be a, 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 a little bit different and like show p- progression and regression, depending on which way you're going. So I thought it was kind of funny and I, I don't know how to make it really put it in the layman's terms better than I did. <laughs> all right. Um, so you added two things here. Yeah. I want to hear about your strongman update. So I did sign up for the competition. Oh, yeah. uh, that is literally like the 6th of January. So I'm going on like a 10 day prep. I'm not even really doing a prep. I'm just going to do a couple of event days and that's it. Uh, and then go into it. Um, so last Friday I went to the, to the local strongman gym, fucking $20 day pass. That's, I thought that was a little outrageous, but I mean, I guess I'm paying $10 to go to a regular gym for a day pass. So 20 for a specialized powerlifting slash strongman gym. I, I guess it's normal. I just was like, damn. Yeah. 18 of those are for insurance reasons. All right. So I live near pure muscle and fitness and most, um, most people should know Steve, do you, you know what pure muscle is, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, their their weekly pass is something like two hundred dollars. Jesus, it's funny that you're like twenty bucks, and I was like, I would fucking beg for a twenty dollar day pass to half the gyms (laughs) around here. (laughs) That's I I guess that just kind of dates me. Like, I mean, I go on. Well, the the five or six times I use a a public gym is when I'm on the road for work, and it's usually Mm -hmm. ten. I mean, I maybe paid twenty bucks once, but nonetheless, it was still it was worth it just getting in there. Uh, So I did some axle training some log training uh i was able to lift the comp uh weight on the uh, the log easy i could not clean the comp weight on the axle it was only it was only 165 but i was like at 145 i couldn't get it i think i was able to get 145 but at 155 i couldn't get it or maybe maybe i could only get 135 i don't know but that was literally like day one with like minimal instruction like Chris, who's done it for like two months, giving me some direction and then a couple mm. guys kind of walking by, giving me their two cents. But like everyone's directions contradicted the other person's directions. And I'm like very analytical and trying to process all the information. And I'm like, well, he said this, but then they said that. And I'm like, what the fuck? So, so, uh, you know, you know who to reach out to. 
Skanska maybe Skanska and Scott. And, yeah. Reach out to Big Hot. Yeah, but I man's, was able man's to... throwing Sandfield kegs around like they're nothing. <laughs> but I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do that in a co- I mean, that's like ten days from now or so. Uh, as long as I can get at least one rep on everything, I think I'll be happy. I don't think I'm gonna be able to lift the Husa felt. The Husa felt's like two twenty, and like I tried to lift up like one fifty and couldn't break the ground with it. But I don't know if it was just form or the fact I was burned out. So I don't know if I'm gonna get the Husa felt, but everything. It's like the second one in a uh, a back to back event, so I can at least do the farmers carries. And if I can't get the Husafeld, I just I just pick a scratch in that one. Yeah, I'll uh, leave it with the Husafeld. It's more about mobility than strength. Like you got to be able to get it right close to you, right? Yeah, yeah. you got to get down and you got to get down and in, right? Is it's a metal? It's probably a metal Husafeld. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's not a stone. Bad. It's a shield. Yeah, and then the stones. <laughs> I haven't even attempted the stone yet, but that's a that's a that's a meat day problem. Is I that guess. Atlas stones? Yeah, it's Atlas stones over the bar. And you've and have you ever lifted an Atlas stone? Once, but it was like fifty pounds, and it was like ten years ago. So don't, basically, it, no. It won't be there on meet day. Go play with those. Don't bust your yeah. bicep, man. Don't don't fuck up uh, your biceps. I also have no. Yeah, I have you can't just brute force and endurance souls. It's tough. Yeah, but <laughs> I'll like unlike like I have an ego in powerlifting, but in strongman I won't have an ego. I'll just be like I'll take a scratch. Like I don't care. Like no. I already talked to the guy, but he they're not that could... they're not that hard. I got Megan Stone when we were at the Massonomics gym. She walked in for her workout, and I was like, yeah. "Hey, congratulations on your meet yesterday. Can you show me stones?" And I think I actually ruined her entire workout. But <laughs> like she gave all of us. I think there was ten of us there, including like Grant and everybody. Uh, and she gave us like like lessons on the stones. So. Yeah, I might go out tomorrow and train with them there, but I have like my, I have my lift party tomorrow night, but then my buddy was training events in the morning and I was like, I don't want to go spend $20 to train events to then still have to like do my powerlifting session that night. So we'll see, but, uh, I don't know. It'll be fun. Uh, <laughs> a little tidbit after that, I basically, all these guys are like 10 to 20, eh, 10 to 15 years younger than me. So they went to fucking play laser tag and go to the bars afterwards. So, and I did go out and do the laser tag just cause like. I wanted to be social. I, I've never been, I, I haven't been social locally. And like, like I literally spent thousands of dollars to go hang out with my friends and go out when I'm in, di- in different <laughs> in states, Dakota. But, but like, I can't figure out a way to like go hang out with friends locally. So I was like, oh, I'll give it a shot. So laser tag was interesting. Definitely a bunch of fucking young kids and a lot of cardio, but it was, it was fun. It was, it was like 30 bucks, but it was about a half hour. I think it was like three, six, three minute rounds or something. So it was it was worth the price of admission and it was fun and then a, a bunch of people peeled off and then we went and grabbed something to eat. It was like fucking like ten o'clock. We were getting something to to eat. I was like, this is like I should be in bed. What am I doing out eating? And they're like, all right, well, <laughs> I and then they were like, because I was just gonna be like, yeah, I'll 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 go to the bar with you guys and just grab a beer and go home. But then they were like, well, we're gonna go to this dude's apartment and like kill a case and then go to the bar. And I'm like, I'm not seventeen or an eighteen or nine. Like I'm not gonna do that. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I'm, I, this is where I bid you adieu. Like I'm. I'm going home now. You go do your case race at like fucking eleven o'clock at night with a bunch of twenty five year olds. I'm going to bed. So I just thought that was funny. But I was still proud of myself for even like going going to the strongman gym, going out after the fact, going out to like I did like three or four things that like like grumpy old Keith typically wouldn't have done. So I was patting myself on the back for that. It's almost not even bad that it's so short from now because you don't have time to freak out it, buddy. You just go yeah. and do and move on with it. Basically. <laughs> and then uh, the last thing, Letter Kenny hit this week. Did anybody get a chance to watch any of that? Oh, yeah. Already done. Same, yeah. The last season, series, last series, right? Or the last, it's over. I teared up a bit because, like, we that's been our Christmas day. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Ritual, right? Every morning we get up and we watch Letter Kenny. And knowing that I'm not going to do that anymore. 
Um, but I think they ended it well. I was a little nervous at the beginning of the season that they were going to break everybody up, but instead mm-hmm. they were just like, well, this is done. And that was it. Like it was just done. Yeah. So um, I haven't seen it. So don't give away too much. <laughs> no, I won't give out much more than Life's that. Been but insane for the last few days. Oh yeah. But yeah, I won't give out any more than that. Just like, it was just a really good ending and uh, still one of the, I think the best shows to come out of Canada, right? It's up there. You got your letter, Kenny, your corner gas, your littlest hobo. You got your, all those Canadian shows. Uh, littlest hobo, the original Paw Patrol. Yep. And what was the other one? There was another Canadian show. Um, Kung Fu, the legend continues. Definitely up there. I'm sure some of you guys will say trailer park boys, but I don't know about that one. About being Canadian or being good? <laughs> it's Canadian. It has its moments. It does. It J Rock is J Rock is always good to watch. <laughs> but we'll we'll still have uh Shorzy for a few years, hopefully. Hopefully they don't end that for a while. I don't think Shorzy's a long term thing. I don't think Probably. Shorzy I don't think Shorzy can go that long. How long can you play well yeah fucking whale shit no show hockey? But I think the way they're doing it, it's like they're still on the first season or like the second. Like they're, I think they ended it to where Six they just episodes. got into like the next playoffs or something. Like, yeah. like it's been a, it's it's still like the original storyline just keeps progressing a little bit. So, I mean, I mean, they at least have to do to give us one more season to to like give us the ending oh, yeah. of the, I, the tournament. I see that going six. In. I don't see it going twelve. Oh, I'd be happy with three, honestly. But yeah, I'll take whatever they give us because. Uh, but yeah, that's that was my. I figured I know we're both fans of that show, so I figured we'd chat about that for a second since it was kind of pivotal. And I actually went to go watch it on Christmas Day, and I couldn't find it anywhere because it wasn't it doesn't stream on Hulu until the next day. And I was like, God yeah. damn it! And then I tried watching like a bootleg copy of it, but then like the audio wasn't syncing up, and I was like, Ah, fuck it! I don't want to like I don't want to force trying to watch it because I really want to enjoy it. So I like I know it's going to be live tomorrow, so I'll just wait the day. Yeah, and it's I, uh it's produced by Bell Media, and Bell Media owns Crave here in Canada which is our kind of version of Hulu. So it was launched mid 1201 midnight. It's one of the 36 streaming services that, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they have to have now to watch eight TV shows. Cable's too expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys want to rate last week's episode, the prediction episode? Yeah. Yeah. It was a good one. I liked it. Uh, they, uh, I think I ended up listening to that whole thing, if I recall. It was yeah, because they didn't they didn't have a guest, so they they let us listen to that whole episode. So I always enjoy those episodes where I can tag along the whole time. I think I just uh, was playing video games and just had my AirPods in, so there was only I don't think I had much Discord chat going back and forth, but just being able to consume it right then was always enjoyable. Uh, I'm curious of uh, I think Tommy won, didn't he? Was did Tommy Tommy yeah. edged out? Yeah, it was like one, three so. love or something like that. Yeah. And that was like, I don't understand that whole tennis thing. I guess I've never watched tennis because that was all new to me. I was like, that's how you keep score with like words and shit. Like that doesn't <laughs> like outside of like saying they're all, all, they're all words, Keith. It's one of those things where you have oh. to understand the metric system. Yeah. But uh, as far as the metrics gets him, we'll go ahead and give it uh, five iPod touches out of five iPod touches. What about you, Steve? Did you get a chance to listen? Yeah, I checked it out. A few of the things that I, you know, a few takeaways from that. Not even being American, it looks like I went to 100% of their uh, booth setups in 2023. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Hey, we did. Nice. (laughs) It's looking like it's going to line up that uh, we're going to do that again this year, uh, Julian. So, yep. Unless they, unless they surprise us. us. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, like I said, we got to pump up those numbers here so we can, uh, 
I owe men at them for sure. And uh, definitely owe guests to them. But that being said, I mean, yeah, it was pretty standard shows, which is why I tune in. I mean, all, all in, I got to give it five Massonomic touches. Massonomics touches. I mean, Hell yeah. Is yeah, that I, what I, I think that's that now that is what like I was trying to leave and Tanner gave me I mean, a smack on the ass. I think that was what we're gonna call a Massonomic touch. I mean what do you think keeps me coming back? Um I thought it was really funny the 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 kind of quick meme I posted because when Tanner was like, Oh, Motorhead was wrong about that. I was actually driving to work and I was like, How fucking dare you question motorhead like that was just which is it's so irrational but i'm just such a fan of motorhead and lemmy that i thought that meme i put in the discord was kind of bang on um uh what's actually really interesting is while they were chatting about um i think they said while they were chatting about dan bell setting the all-time world record yeah i said out loud no we need to be talking about jesus doing it yeah, and then it. they eventually moved to saying, no, Jesus is going to do it. And it's again, it's like they're listening to us all the time now. Right. Yeah, There's like, a few times where I was yelling at my TV and then they kind of addressed it a little bit. Down the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, no, you need to talk about Jesus doing it. And um, so. Yeah, I, 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 I don't see Jesus beating the all time world record. Um, But I do sure. think if anybody's gonna do it it's gonna be him well he already holds it so for clarification jesus is the raw raw has, has the raw raps total. yeah but he doesn't lift reps but he, he i bet he will i honestly i think he will end up beating dan's wrapped record raw which wouldn't be and more crazy worth yeah, considering but, too is uh jesus competes tested yeah so uh, it is worth considering i, I that, is, that is definitely not nothing <laughs> the, the dude's a bit of a uh <laughs> douche mm. yep I wasn't going to say anything other than growl, so you said it out loud, but um, he's strong as shit. You can't argue that. Um, yeah, his younger brother is uh, pretty impressive, too. These yeah, days. no, I think he was repping like 800 or something the other day. Did you see the um, the meme that they posted of uh, kind of uh, IPF douche lifter related? Was it Russ Swole? Because he, he had to close his gym down because the landlord kind of fucked up with his lease or whatever, and like he was trying to like raises rent and Russ didn't want to pay it. So he had to close down his gym, corrupted strength. And then someone, one of the big meme pages put a picture of Russ in, a, in, in corrupted strength, the empty gym with the, uh, this, the, the, the Halloween spirit store, like <laughs> photo, photoshopped in. And like, it was just so funny. And I was like, Oh, I gotta, I really got a kick out of it. And then I, like, I didn't get it at first. So that I, I didn't, I don't follow Russ anymore. Cause I just find him kind of cringe. So I had to actually go and like find his page or his Jim's page or whatever, and be like, oh, they're, they closed like a month ago. So, okay, now I get the meme, and now it's really funny, and I get it. Um, so, speaking of World's Strongest Man and the Arnold, uh, I'm still putting my money on Mitch. I, I think Thor is very strong, very powerful. I think Mitch is going to take it, because obviously I'm just a fan of Mitch Hooper, so it's, you know, like, met the dude, hung out with him, like... I'm still putting my money on that one. And even for world's strongest man, still putting my money on it. I actually think Thor will do one of those and back out of the other, whichever one is first he's going to do. I don't think he... Thor would do world's strongest man. Cause he's had issues with them before. Yeah. I don't think he's going to world's strongest oh, man. Yeah. Then. <laughs> I'm pretty he's sure up. they met Arnold's. <laughs> so he, he, even if he does the Arnold, I think Mitch will beat him, but he won't. I don't think Thor will do WSM. Uh, so with all that said, uh, five, five 
Massonomics, gym, iPod touches. Oh well, that, we 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 took the long way to get there today. <laughs> I forgot that you. I didn't register that you didn't rate that, and we kind of like had like six segues in there before we got back to it. <laughs> well, I love it. Sometimes I have to pretend I know what I'm talking about in the world of strength because, like, I don't necessarily know who everybody is, but when I do know, I kind of know things. So uh, I mean, yeah. I kind of took the express route. So what evens out? <laughs> so. Up an update on the hops. Like it wasn't bad. Like it kind of grew on me. It didn't get worse. You know, sometimes like the drink just doesn't like I don't know. Like it progressively just gets like shittier tasting or whatever. Like this was it was pretty decent. I don't know. I'll raise my. I'm gonna go ahead and raise it up to three iPod touches. I I find that hops water tastes like non-alcoholic beer, which I'm I'm progressively getting into. You know, for obvious reasons. So I don't like have an issue with it. I just think the idea of lime and hops. Because hops is already way too citrusy to add like this different citrus, but then again, you add beer to Corona, you add lime to Corona, right? Yeah. I don't remember if I got the plain hops. That that's if I don't think I did because I was just like, I think it was made by a different company. It was like these two were <laughs> whatever, like the two that I like. I got two hop ones that were like flavored, and there was one that looked like it was just like plain water with hops, but it was a different brand. So I did. I might end up trying that so I have a better understanding of what the fuck hops actually taste like, not like hops with flavor no i'm I'm telling you fart on a grapefruit <laughs> and then put that grapefruit in your mouth and you know what hops taste like no maybe i'll pass on that then i'm just trying to try the other one <laughs> all right uh steve do you have an ad read for us this week uh kind of i'd like to take this on a little bit of a tangent if you don't mind have i'd love that uh, basically just explain why massonomics is important to me and why I'm a fan for the long haul. I would love that. All right. Well, a lot of it starts with last year at the Arnold, you know, first time meeting the guys in person. And uh, they were like super cool. They treat you like a friend that you've always had, even though it was the first time meeting them. And that was the first time I ever bought any clothing from them. And then, uh, you know, a few months later, you know, Tanner's having me as a guest at his house. Like, you know, we're over there eating pizza, having having a cigar, drinking beers, and having a good time. And, you know, it wasn't some big expensive, like, meet and greet. It was $10 to one of the best powerlifting events I've ever been to. <laughs> and it's like, the entire weekend was awesome. And it's like, you know, you want to talk about, uh, like, supporting local. I mean, maybe they're not quite local to me, and maybe they're latitudinally adjacent, if that counts for anything. But uh, being a smaller business and being just a couple of guys who are actually like down to earth and cool and, you know, don't expect a whole lot in return. Just be kind of like how they are. Like, and, uh, you know, there's a reason why a lot of my uh, non-work wardrobe is by them, and including my weightlifting singlet and my daughter's weightlifting singlet now, which is pretty cool because she's getting into it pretty heavy. And they're just, the, I don't know, they're just the kind of people that I want to support and that I uh, like to be around. And uh, when it comes to the crew, too, like I'm not overly active in the Discord, but it's kind of like the group of people that I didn't really know that I needed. <laughs> yeah, that's how I would word that, too, man. That's how I would say that, too. As silly as this is, and it sounds like it's over the top, but it's like even just going to that event last year and just hanging out with those people and being a part of the Lift Hard Live Easy Classic, it's like, hell, this year now I'm in it. Like, it's mm -hmm. got me to turn my life around pretty big because I was getting pretty out of shape and that was giving me a reason to, to train every day and have a focus and you know it's making a lot of differences in all of my life not just in in that so that's why i think that they are 
pretty awesome and worth supporting. Hell yeah, man. You couldn't have said it any better. That was well done. You didn't have anything to be nervous about. That was very well put. Yeah. Yeah. Massnomics.com slash join. Obviously, if you're listening to this, you already know that. Um, but yeah, I I can't say anything different than that, right? Morgan said to me specifically, she's so happy I found my people. <laughs> because there was a time where like I was very opposite i cared about things and i was passionate about the world around me and blah, blah, blah. And then one day i just said i'm tired i can't do this anymore and i kind of withdrew and then i found the massonomics discord crew and it allowed me to kind of be passionate about something and have fun without the stress and the constant pressure of caring about the world around me where i could just care about the people around me yeah, like it's obviously important to be aware of what's going on in the world and everything else, but it's like at yeah. the same time you can't make that your whole identity. It's like find people mm-hmm. who are like you and just enjoy life. Absolutely. <laughs> the only thing I will counter or contradict that Steve oh, said here we was go. Uh, where they said they don't expect very much from us. I'm like, I mean, three dollars a month they do expect, but that's a that's a small drop in the bucket for all we get out of it. I just wanted to you know bust their chops on that a little bit, but I'm glad I'm glad we have the paywall. Hey, I was withholding my three dollars the first time I met them. <laughs> You're right. Oh, you the person was the reason why I was like, yeah, you know what? These are people we're supporting. Yes, sir. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, I'm glad there is the paywall too because I think Tanner put it well. Like, there's the small paywall just to keep the douchebags out of Discord because if yeah. Discord was fucking open, if Discord was a thousand plus people. It would be chaos and not worth being a part of because no one would have a stake in it. And it would just be a bunch of people that are like, oh, this is just like one thing that I do for two minutes a day. And I just fuck with people and I'm a troll like that would just ruin the whole thing. So I'm glad we have the paywall. I'm glad our numbers are where they're at ish. I mean, I want them to keep growing, but like slowly, not like if we have like an influx of 200 people like. Yeah, if you want the if you weird. want the Wild West, that's what the rest of social media is for. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> and it's interesting because I think that uh, even when we do get some people that do want to fuck around in our Discord, uh, it doesn't last very long. Yeah. They either just like nobody reacts to them, we just kind of ignore them, and we just they just go away eventually and charge back Tanner and say everybody in the Discord's rude. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I think that's about time to get our guest on the horn. Yeah, let's kick all these looky-loos out and see if we can't get uh, Steve on the horn. Yeah, it's too many Honda Civics drivers in here, so we're going to kick one of them out. Um, hey, Big Steve, is that you? It is. All right, you are live on Unpaid and Underrated. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling kind of like anxious and nervous, and it's it's just, just an absolute honor to be able to finally just get on the horn with you guys. Well, I'm glad to have you, buddy. Certainly <laughs> on the horn. I don't think you and I actually, did we talk at all uh, Lift Hard, Live Easy? I don't know if we did. If we did, it was very briefly. So I feel like this is the first time I've really got to know you at all. Yeah, I'm kind of a fairly reserved person in (laughs) in public. So it's like my social media identity and my actual identity are very different. (laughs) Okay. So from an outsider perspective, having both of you here, that's interesting. Um, So Steve was still... At the time, at the Arnold, at least a little crew adjacent, crew was, curious. Crew, crew, crew curious. Crew curious. Mm-hmm. I think is mm-hmm. how you actually mm-hmm. coined that phrase, and I think I remember posting a picture of you at Brothers, waiting for the guys to show up, looking at like how to join the Discord crew or how to join Massonomics. 
Um, and then at the lift hard Livizi, I still think you were a little kind of nervous and withdrawn because I don't think you were so familiar with everybody as you are now. It was kind of odd because it seemed like everybody knew me, but I had no idea who most of them were. And that is exactly what the crew is. Because I feel like Joey's mentioned you a thousand times. (laughs) Yes. Joey does talk about Steve a lot. It's like, why does anyone care who I am? I'm just, just a guy, but I guess that's the whole point of being there is, you know, you're with a bunch of people who are like you. (laughs) Well, when you're here, you're big. You're, you're, you're one of the big Steves. Yep. Uh, and then also at the lift hard, live easy, uh, Keith was a dick. Uh, cause I don't think you talked to me more than twice for the entire time <laughs> because you were so like, I need to lift and I need to, uh, and I need to, oh, uh, the meat. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, even yeah, the meat yeah. and like afterwards, Probably. you're so focused on things. <laughs> so it's funny that both of you are saying that because like, like, yeah, no wonder. Cause neither of you really wanted to talk to anybody. <laughs> I was ex- uh, hyper focused is extremely accurate. I was uh, hyper focused yeah. is exactly how I would describe you. And I think that this year, if you're there and you're lifting, I am going to be in your fucking way so uh, much. Well, I'm I'm nervous because I don't think Stephanie's going to make it out this year. And she's like my go-to handler and recorder. And I'll have my buddy Big Chris will be out there. But like he's he's a goofball. He doesn't take it serious. Hell yeah. So like it's gonna you're going to really, be surrounded by. Oh, it's you're going to be like, surrounded by, by me. Idiots. I need a serious person. Chris. Oh, oh you're going to be so serious. And we're all going to be in clown makeup. Just like all the. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think because like all the all all my buddies doing strongman. I don't think any of them are like they're all going to be drunk or fucking like not not serious. Like I don't know who I could get to help handle me. But if there's anybody there that is a uh, is a, that is a serious goose that's doing strongman and wants to give Big Keith a hand, you know, I, I'd appreciate it because I always need a uh, powerlifting friendly handler. <laughs> Just handle yourself. Uh, I, will, anyway. I, I will. I'm sure I will. But it's yeah. Just... We're gonna be. I'm gonna be a complete fucking menace because at the last yeah. event. I was like trying to help, right? I think I was helping Tanner and Tommy a bit, but at this event, because I'm lifting, I'm going to be a fucking menace with Bryce in the back. <laughs> like silliest goose award is going to me or Bryce this year. There's no, I'm curious if they're going to keep the same awards or if they're going to switch them up. That is a, uh, I'm curious about that. Well, I want that fun. We do have a guest. Let's, let's get to, to Mr. he's going to be there. I wanted some of his input on that because that's true. Yeah, like I, I'm going to be fairly neutral. I like to kind of let loose a little bit. Like the serious work, as far as I'm concerned, takes takes place in the next room over. And when I get there, I'd like to actually enjoy myself. That's the spirit. Obviously, like I care enough that I'm going to try to do my best and I'm going to, you know, take it serious. But like in between, can't be so serious that you forget to enjoy yourself. Like that's the whole point of going there, I feel. You're not, oh, get, yeah. you're not getting any stronger in the warm-up room, right? Like you've already done all the work to get to where you are. So the idea that you have to be so focused on and all that kind of stuff to me, it just like I'm already I've done all the work. The hard work was the last six weeks. Yeah, you got to be mentally loose and physically tight, like just ready to rip. That's the spirit. <laughs> and then we're gonna have Lou there. Lou's gonna be handing us fireball and beers. And then we're gonna stand up. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> yeah, just just grab it and stand up. Like, what do you what do you what are you so mad about? Oh, I so, <laughs> I'm getting so much anxiety just thinking about that. You fuck. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> don't shit on the platform don't shit on the platform <laughs> uh steve do you do you want anybody to find you on social media or discord if anybody's weird enough to want to then uh, i suppose they could find me uh at huck steve on instagram and you huck steve goalie well that's that's twitter we don't need to bring that one up okay 
damn it. I thought that you were the goalie because there's so many goalie questions for you here on it. On... I mean, I am a goalie and I have a game tomorrow, but no, I on Twitter on Instagram, I think it's just at Hux. Um, yeah, it is, I, I believe. Yeah, because I, okay. I, I took me a minute to find you. All right. Yeah. No, don't go to Twitter, but just delete your Twitter. If you're on Twitter and you're listening to this, just delete Twitter and fucking bail. Like Twitter's a nightmare. Yep. And then on Discord, you are impossible to find. Yeah. Cat lady something or other. Yeah. That that took me a minute to give you a fucking invite on the link to that one because I was like, (laughs) fuck is his name? I had to screenshot it and send it. Yeah. Because I, so I found you, but I couldn't figure out how to invite you. So (laughs) it actually took that much work for me to screenshot your thing and be like, fucking send it here. Just understand when it comes to technology, I'm pretty incompetent. So just anything is going to be difficult. You'd think I was more competent. You'd think, but like, it's, it's not that I like can't figure it out. It's that I don't have the patience to figure it out. Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. It's like, if I don't already know, I'm not going to spend time. Yeah. All right. So what is one piece of Massonomics merch you regret missing out on? See, because I was fairly late to the party, there was all kinds of stuff in the early days. Definitely anything uh, Coleman adjacent, like the, you know, the, the yeah, buddy late stuff is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I think that's about it. I've, I've got a lot and I'm pretty happy with it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The yeah, buddy one is always a popular question. Maybe, or a popular answer. Maybe the not necessarily Massonomics, but it's certainly Massonomics related. It would be. The ergonomics, it was just, it's kind of a lot for what it is to me. Like, especially being yeah, like international and everything is like. Uh, I just don't like the high tops. I don't like high tops anything. If it's not like my Red Wing boots or whatever, like, like outdoor or out like boots stuff. I don't like high top shoes. And, you know, sorry, honey, she bought me high top shoes for Christmas. Uh, they, she says they look better with my kilt and my shorts. Because they come up a little higher, which is fair, but high top anything is not my go-to. So I also did not get the ergonomics. I mean, I'm pretty neutral when it comes to like either high or low top. But it's just, you know, if I was going to get a pair of uh, the barefoot, that definitely would have been the ones I would have wanted. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I waited until I waited forever, and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, like barefoot sponsor and everything like that. Also, great people. They they've been oh yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but I mean, there, I have other brands that were less expensive and, um, you know, your introduction to barefoot shoes can be, doesn't have to be internationally shipped $150 shoes, you know? Um, and, and like big barefoot guy, I keep calling myself now big barefoot guy. I don't want to wear shoes ever again if I don't have to. So I've got some shoes I've got in the winter, in the summer, I don't even wear shoes unless I fucking have to. So, yeah. All right. Well, let's get into some questions. Dive right in. Yeah, let's dive right in. Um, most of the questions are going to come from me. <laughs> we got S- Sandy sent me a few things. So uh, Big Sandy is uh, Steve's wife. Very uh, Jason. Yeah. I think, we, I think some of us will meet her at the Liptard Levisi and maybe the Arnold. Definitely the Arnold. Yep. Uh, and my wife, for some reason, submitted a series of very interesting subjects. So for those of you that don't know, 
whenever I talk about the big Steve that got me into deadlifting, into powerlifting, and back into fitness, that's who we're talking to tonight. Um, so if you guys ever wonder why I'm here, it's because somebody asked me to go do a stupid, stupid um, obstacle course. I got into the gym to get ready for that obstacle course. Steve showed me how to deadlift. And now I'm here. So, <laughs> and then can and I, now can Steve's I jump here. In on here. Of course, again. So last week, you guys were talking about what are some of the most meaningful lifts that you ever witnessed in person. And yeah, one of the ones I can say is maybe it wasn't a thousand pounds, but you know, Joey and I having our deadlift sessions in uh in that silly fit for less gym there a couple of years ago. That was mm-hmm. that was a big deal because it was the beginning of well, where we are here now. <laughs> yeah, that was that was my first time doing three plates. I think it was but, with you. You know, like Hell yeah. It, w- it wasn't a lot of weight for either of us, but you know, it led to where we are and it's kind of uh kind of a fun thing. Yep. And it's more than big Bryce can deadlift, so you guys are doing pretty good. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fucking, he pulled 700 a day and I busted his chops about like, uh, you know, maybe I'll, I don't remember what I said, but it was something be belittling that amount of weight just to fuck with him. <laughs> Why though? Who no do it sumo? Just like completely fuck with him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do it like sumo trap bar deadlifts. All right. Uh, Keith, I put a bunch of these in here. Have you had a chance to review any of them? Yeah, I glanced over at him. It was weird not. You glazed over it. Pro- yeah, yeah. I, um, uh, I didn't. I didn't have that many paper towels to clean up, so I didn't. I don't know how much glaze there was, but uh, I saw some stuff I like. Uh, you know, I'm excited to hear some answers. I'll, I'll dive right in. I had to take a little recess and go grab some beer. I wasn't going to drink tonight, and then I was like, I don't know. I killed that hops pretty quick, and kind of got my taste buds flowing. So, thought you grab yourself another uh, barley water there. Oh no, I got uh, two. I grabbed two Mick Ultras. So I, I yeah, I saw I'm, them. Once I once 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 I go three, <laughs> one, one, once I hit three, it's kind of a, a mild hangover that feels like shit. So, figure two and some water, I'll be good to go. So, uh, let's see. The other see. day, I had my first beer in a couple of months. Nice. Weird. What did your uh, what did, what did your cats think about that? <laughs> I hear you're a big cat guy. I that's something you and I definitely have in common. I'm a big cat fan. Yeah, I uh, I have well one big cat and two normal sized cats. <laughs> but uh. Yeah, my uh, you know my one cat Moose, he definitely looks like he lifts. <laughs> but That's you know funny. maybe maybe along the lines of us too, likes to live a little easy too. But you know he's got a bit of a punch on him. But we try not to give him a hard time about that. So you got three cats in one house. That's got to be. Uh, we have two, and it, they're they're yeah. terror. They're they they terrorize it. And uh, least... mind one cat is technically considered a hybrid animal. He is there. The three of them are savannah cats. Okay. And they are absolute lunatics and have uh, the persona of wildcats. Oh, wow. So those are like, I guess I'm not familiar with what a savannah cat is. Is that like a, are they like almost well, like bobcats or something? Like they shouldn't be in the house or like, where, what am I missing? Uh, I'm not sure if they're, they're actually, my one cat would be illegal in your state. Oh, wow. So he is part, or they're, they're all three of them, I guess, are part African serval cat. So they are... I don't know. They're, they're like the, those are the cats that get like 30, 40 pounds and are actually like. Oh, like, no, no. That, that's like, they're greatly yeah. exaggerated. Sorry. Okay. Circles can be 30 to 40 pounds, but Savannah's. Okay. My one cat's like 21 pounds. And is that Moose? Yeah. He's a hell of a cat. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a unit. Yeah, but he had the patience of. Of Job with my kids. Yeah, no, like they're oh, good. good. They're just, you know, when they get the zoomies, they do it right. <laughs> <laughs> 
six foot zoomies. Excuse me. Just a just a standing jump to the top of the fridge. Need to go with her inch long teeth. Now, have you had any uh, trouble with him getting into your uh, your stereo, your speakers, your record player? Because I know cats would might like to eat the uh, the foam out of the speakers and shit like that. Nope, uh, they did get into my hockey equipment a little bit, but Ooh. luckily we avoided too many issues. They just like to kind of nest in there. Gotcha. But I asked that because it looks like you're, you know, you're seeing others told us that you're pretty much a big audio guy. So you had a nice little setup. You're into records and all that. You got a Steve's, little, uh, Steve's little a big audio file for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That was the word I was. I was like, I know there's a word for that, but I didn't want. It's like, it's look not out of. It's not this fucking koozie. Like, I'm going to have to, like, start fucking deadlifting just to take things out of these purple koozies. Speaking of koozies. Jesus. I'm, I'm, this is the one I got off Amazon. It was like a present. It was like twenty dollars because it's orange and it does fit the uh, the the skinny cans. But I don't like it because it's it's too tall. Like I go to drink and I have to put my mouth on the fucking koozie lip unless I like really like put my elbow up in the air to like tilt the can. So I'm not a big fan of this at the moment. I was like, I want to praise Steve for his audio stuff, and I'm sorry, I interrupted because yeah. of this stupid fucking thing. So Steve's big audio file. Uh, I, I like music. <laughs> I like it to sound good. Yeah. I, yeah. So is that, do you have like a gym? Do you have a, like a gym set up with the music or is it like in your, your den or your living room or what do you got? So I have a dining room gym. He does. Yeah, he's, uh, are you our some, first, is he our first dining room gym? So here's how this came to be about. Maybe. I, uh, I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I won an argument with my wife. Yeah, <laughs> that didn't happen very often. I'm sure it'll be held against me at, uh, you know, for the rest of my life. Oh, of course. But it started out as uh, me suggesting, hey, we got a pretty large dining room there. Maybe I can take up a little bit of it. Well, and her uh, argument was, well, what are we going to do when we have uh, big family gatherings? To which I replied, I don't know. What are we going to do the other 362 days a year? <laughs> and uh, we now have a gym that is growing substantially. <laughs> nice. And uh, I think the only way to make it better at this point is going to be to get a bigger house. So I'll have to look at that soon. <laughs> yeah I, I, I feel that dilemma of oh i've utilized every square inch of this room that i can but uh as for my stereo i mean it's in the living room but i mean i can hear it the next room over and my neighbors can hear it and it's gonna say in the next house there. over and in the jacuzzi <laughs> in the backyard and in the basement and it's, yeah it's not crazy loud it's just pretty clear and loud it's yeah, focused so. <laughs> it's focused do you have a short ceiling basement or no girl? Like why the, why the dining room and not like a typical location? My house was built in 1900. So I believe yeah. my dining room is larger than my basement. Makes sense. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of base, unless you have a ranch, your basements are usually not that big. Uh, I noticed, uh, and like in general, and a lot of houses get these fucking like five and a half foot tall ceilings in the basement. And it's, it's, just a, like it's a six foot ceiling, but it holds like the furnace, the laundry stuff, hot water heater, and not much else. Gotcha. So yeah, dining room it is. Now, did you do anything to reinforce the floors underneath or build a killer deadlift platform? Because uh, I would definitely be pretty nervous about deadlifts and four or 500 pounds just on my regular floor joist. Yeah. So, I mean, I have, uh, it's about an inch and a half thick. It's made with with uh, stall mats and with uh, like sanded maple plywood. It's seems to distribute the load fairly well. Uh, today I dropped 445 on it and uh, I didn't die. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, I was a little nervous lifting in your in your living room, um, but again, I I set the weights down pretty comfortably. Listen, I don't drop yeah, shit. So. People over for dinner. I mean, that weighs a lot more than my weights. That's yeah, true. But that's that's static weight versus a bar. Like 
Well, I mean, yeah. that's why I got the two, like almost the inch and a half thick platform. Right? Yeah, it should be load. good. Yeah. How how does that work? Because I couldn't imagine training upstairs. Like, what are the other people doing when you're blaring music for two hours, lifting weights? Who like, cares? My wife is hearing impaired, so that works out great. You can go to sleep through. <laughs> Okay. She takes her hearing aid out, and I get to be as ignorant as I want. There you go. That's so you're lucky in that matter. Then of that, and, that uh, if that wasn't the case, I think you'd be fucked, buddy. Like, and what do the other people do? Well, ideally, they're lifting with me. There you go. Yep. Yeah, we heard uh, about that. We can get into that now if you want. You're, uh, you have a, you know, how old your daughter? I know saw she's like, you know, very some thirteen. Okay, and she's in there deadlifting with you guys, and wants to do a meet. Yeah, she's. Uh, yeah, she's. She's getting there. What she needs is a little bit of dedication for a, a length of time. And right now, the biggest thing I'm trying to do is just, I don't mean to hold her back, but like, just let's, let's do this safely and build up the mm-hmm. record. So that way you don't blow your mm-hmm. back out. Like as a kid, no, for sure. your life over this, like there's lots of time to get strong and we'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> is, is she into sports? Is that why she found interest in it? Or is it like, uh, Oh dad, dad's doing it. I want to hang out with dad kind of thing. She doesn't really do a whole lot of sports. Like she was doing karate for a bit and she's big into cadets and okay. she's the best shooter in her core. Oh, wow. No, so, now she was into wrestling for a bit or was that Evan? No, it's both of them. Like they're, they're pro wrestling fans. Like we, I brought them to live events, but mostly local mm-hmm. smaller shows. No, but that's, that's how it starts. Yeah. Look at me. <laughs> that's how it starts. Right. You know, wrestling is, is still a spectacle, but you got to be strong. You got to be in shape and you got to be muscular to do it. And yeah. so it makes sense that, you know, that, that that's the direction that she wants to go. She was oh, with I, us for the GGC. Yeah. Yep. yep. We got, um, we got, we got some big lifts in with her. And then, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago when we were at our meet there at uh, apex barbell club there, she started out in the seats and somehow by the end of the meet, she was sitting down on the floor right next to the head judge. For, <laughs> and, uh, nice. You know, he was That's nice awesome. enough to put up with her. And, you know, I think he recognized that like, Hey, this is potentially the next generation. Let's give them uh, something. That right. we- I dig that. Now, what are you doing to, to auto regulate? You mentioned like, you're not letting her, are you like, you know, just being like, no, you're not lifting more than your body weight or you're having to pull from blocks or you're only going to do so, a trap bar. Like, a lot of times. You- yeah. Like, so for deadlift, she pulls with a trap bar for the most part. Smart. Uh, for squats, it's, we're going to go and you, we're going to do mostly box squats. So that way, like you don't get into too much trouble that way. Yep. And then for bench press, I mean, we have spotter arms and there you go. Quite frankly, I'm, I'm not worried about benching 300 pounds. So her 50 is probably okay for now. (laughs) (laughs) No, I dig it. I'll build those numbers up. No, I like that. Basically just treat her like she's a, uh, a sub, a injured submasters, and you know, she'll be all right. (laughs) Pretty much. As as far as the variations, like that's what I'd like, (laughs) like, you know, like box squatting when my knee hurts and pull from blocks and my back hurts like shit like that. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like when you get a new car, right? Like you don't need to neutral drop it when it's brand new. Like you got to break it. Oh God. (laughs) I was everyone else as dumb as I was when you were a kid and like, didn't when you're like 16, driving your parents car for the first time you didn't realize that neutral dropping was bad you just thought it was cool and like well, automatics don't break that's 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 what happens to me <laughs> <laughs> but i remember like i would neutral drop the fuck out of my mom's car and just smoke the tires and just be like and then like looking back on it now like i'd fucking beat the shit out of a kid if i saw him doing that to my car it was like oh my god well like, the, the I, I did those things that... but at least i did it with my own car and i remember uh oh, i did it yeah I did it joey's mom too. yelling at me because i did it outside of his house the one time <laughs> and then uh the next day i uh had a grocery bag and i was picking up pieces of my transmission so i kind of got oh, what oh I... yeah uh, <laughs> yeah my my mom is seldom wrong 
Oh, absolutely. I didn't read it. Yeah, I thought you guys were more like, so you guys are like literally like fucking primary school friends and shit, not necessarily just dudes that just met in their 30s. Yeah, no, no, it goes, it goes back. And deep. Yeah, 14, 15, 16. (laughs) She actually hit the sidewalls too. (laughs) Something like that. Yeah. Um, Uh, Hello, Oren. Oh, my son just joined me. That was interesting. Nice. He should be asleep. Um, so one thing that it specifically says, and one from me, is to definitely ask about Steve's fitness history. Um, it is it's not a linear progress, obviously. I think Steve, you've you've done a lot of things, a lot of sport related, strength related, um, um, baton related. So can you start maybe from the beginning and just tell us how you finally ended up with strength, strength training with me? Uh, so my, not to get too serious goes here, but my, uh, lifting origin story is not one that I've really ever shared. I, uh, and I'm not going to get into specifics, but I just, you know, as a kid, there were some things that I wasn't necessarily uh, thrilled about that were happening. Uh, not necessarily in my life, but just around the world. And I was always like, you know, one day I'm going to be strong enough that, you know, if I'm in a position, there's going to be something I can do about it. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like one of those odd little things. And, you know, I kind of, once I was old enough, I started, you know, getting a little bit stronger and Let's see, when I was younger, too, I was always into different martial arts as well, too, like karate and a little bit of uh, kabuto, which is art of ancient weaponry, which is pretty karate adjacent. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, How far did you get in that? Not very far. It was just, you know, I just dabbled a bit. Mm-hmm. Played mostly with a bow and with, like, tonfas and size and stuff like that. And I was never really great at that. Like, for Gojo-ru karate, I was second in the country for sparring and third for kata at one point for my age group. But like most things, I kind of became a teenager and became lazy and stopped doing that and picked a lot of things back up once I was a little bit older and a little more mature. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then, uh, you know, picked up hockey, picked up a lot of weightlifting, had no clue what the hell I was doing because, you know, 20 years ago, what were the resources? Muscular Development Magazine, yep. which, uh, you know, what they're doing in there is not necessarily what an 18-year-old uh, clean kid should be doing. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> and then, yeah, just a lot of off and on, and more off than, than I'd like to to admit, but I'm on now. Yeah, yeah. It's never, never, never too late to get dedicated again, you know? It's like anyone that's, you know, fucking their 30s, 40s, like, I mean... All, all it takes is getting up and going to the gym a couple times and you kind of build that habit and you're going to just, you know, you have to go out of the way to make a conscious decision to, to break that habit once you've created it. So it's not that hard to get back into it. And, and, and I like the, the karate thing and all that, I knew all of that stuff, but like, it was definitely worth bringing it up that Steve's not like Steve didn't discover strength training in his thirties. Like yeah. Steve's been doing something off and on since he was a kid and, uh, you know, I've told the story many times that the first time I ever touched a barbell with purpose and intent was Steve showing me how to deadlift. Nice. And it was at the gym in, in downtown Hamilton at Momentum. All right. So. Oh, yeah. That, was there. Never mind. Sorry. I was thinking it was at Fit for Less, but that was after. No. So Fit for Less was the first time you and I had a deadlift party, <laughs> which you are correct, was very, very changing. 
But for me personally, with that stupid, like that had the hydraulic machine, because they didn't even have a free bar there. Mm. I was like, can you just show me how to deadlift? And you showed me how to deadlift on that stupid bar. And that was, you know, I've told that story many times that that was the first time I deadlifted. And then it was like, this is forever now. This is my whole identity. Um, but um, was, that a, was that a smoke uh, machine, I'm, basically? I'm trying to think of what a hydraulic I hate bar. this. I don't even know how to describe this machine. It's almost kind of like, uh, so if you look at the gym tour, they're a Liberty Barbell. Huh? They had all those uh, mm-hmm. like paddock machines. Yeah, those are cool. It was almost something like that. And it was kind of like rigged up to like a functional trainer with a bar. But where you could just like kind of lift, it was interesting. It was resistance, but it wasn't like a weight on a bar. It was it was weird. Yeah, yeah, it did. Like it, it was it was pneumatic. Yeah, pneumatic is a good word for it. And um, like it was completely functional within the racking, but it was always always attached to something. And it, like it would be like if you had like two Smith machines that you could move the bar back and forth to. I think would be the way to describe that. So in addition to up and down, it can move forward and back. It was like it was like a three dimensional plane. Hmm. Yeah, but it was not conducive to doing eventually what I would want to do. But that's just why I wanted to ask you about like like some of that background stuff. Is you know, it's not like you know Joey and Steve lifted together one day and boom, like Steve showed me a lot of things. He's always done this kind of thing, right? And it's he- like. So when it comes to like this kind of stuff, and we talk about like, you know, bringing up my daughter and my son's starting to get like a lot of uh, interest in it too, is it's like when I was their age, I wish I had their kind of resource that I can be right now because I've done a lot of things wrong. So that's how I know kind of a little bit about how to do things right. Yeah. It's like, you know, one thing uh, one of my good friends says, it's like, be the parent you wish you had or whatever, like when it comes to certain things. And it's like, now I have an opportunity, like I can't change my past, but I can change their future. Yeah, if I can do that, then I did something, right? Uh, your kids and my kids are going to be very lucky to have me and you, and this all this access to all these weights and all these gyms and all this stuff that, like, that being if, said, if, I mean, if they, they don't care about it, then okay, great. Like, we can encourage them, but I'm not forcing them to do anything. That can be a trophy parent that uh, well, like, yeah. that. I don't think I have to. My daughter is a bit of a lunatic, so for Christmas, I uh. She told me, I want powerlifting gear. I want sleeves and like wrist wraps and blah, blah, blah. I want everything. I'm like, that's you awesome. need to understand, like, this is not cheap stuff. So, yeah, like if that's what you get, understand you're not going to be getting much else. So, like, if this is what you really want, make sure you're sure. Nope, that's what I want. Okay. That's awesome. <laughs> Let's take some measurements. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic. Um, All right. So, moving away from the serious stuff, hopefully. So, we've already covered some of this. I got a funny one, kind of. Fire away, go. So, now that you've mentioned your wife's uh, hearing impairment, I'm curious if this, your, the way I look at this question changes. So, your wife says that you mumble a lot. So, I was going to do that. Do you think you mumble a lot, or is it her being a little bit hearing impaired? And which, which which one is it there? (laughs) And is there a story about tzatziki sauce? So one thing I would say, I think actually being with my wife has probably helped to clear up my speech a lot. Okay. I was a big time mumbler and just being with her, like you kind of can't be. I can't stop. Hold on. I'm going to mute myself. <laughs> <laughs> and God damn it, Joey. No, I know. I'm, I'm coming in with a story after this. Yeah. So <laughs> no, it's definitely helped. I mean, I don't know if I would necessarily would 
seek that out. But I mean, being that what that is, it's, it's definitely cleared things up a little bit because I would always mumble brutally and I still do occasionally. I've been, I've been, I've been accused of being a mumbler many times in my life. Steve so. and I are both mumblers to be, to be honest with you. And I think that one of the funniest stories I can recall of, of Steve, and I hope he's okay telling this uh, is back when cell phones kind of first started. And I was with, I forget who I was with at the time. There was somebody in the room with me. I picked up the phone to phone Steve about something. And I, I, I'm going to try and directly translate this conversation. It went, "Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm." all right, click. And they went like the person that was in the room with me was like, are you fucking serious? And then Steve showed up at my house, like ready to go where we were going to go. That's funny. Yeah, and I I still remember that to this day that like you want to talk mumbling, Steve and I have Steve and I can have complete conversations without a single syllable or word being spoken. It's like that twin language where it's like no it doesn't no one else can understand what is going on but the twins can speak yeah. to each other kind of and get... Yeah, my problem is I think a lot of times too is I speak too fast and things combine into super words. Super words. I do remember the super words. We used to <laughs> we used to blame the solvent from our old job on the super words. It's like when I fat thumb text and I just end up sending Joey like something, like an entire sentence without a space in it. <laughs> and I go, yeah, I get it. Instead. And it just becomes like this, like <laughs> 162 letter word. Yeah. that There's definitely like, a level of communication between us. That is, is mumbling, grumbling grunts. And, and yeah, so that that's a thing. What about Tzatziki? Like what about the Tzatziki? So, you know, being that I had a bit of a reputation as a mumbler, we were, uh, I was one day with uh, my buddy Andrew. We were at Mohawk College there at the, the food court. And one of the options was uh, like a place where you could get a chicken wrap. And uh, apparently the clearly or the most clear I've ever enunciated anything was when I asked for more tzatziki, please. <laughs> and Andrew was just like, I've never heard anything more clear. What the, where the hell did that come from? I'm pretty passionate about my tzatziki. I mean, I like I like my tzatziki. That's funny. <laughs> I wanted to make sure there was no uh, there was no accidents there. I got and, one. And now Steve also hates eggs. Yeah, I was going to say uh, you would, you would yeah. uh, rate tzatziki higher than eggs. It looks like at uh, the at the meet that I did um, where Steve was my handler before he was my co lifter. Um, I only ate two hard boiled eggs the entire day. And he actually informed me he had to leave while I ate those hard boiled eggs. So how knowing that eggs are the best protein and the least offensive taste, what's what's with you and eggs? Why do you hate eggs? And is it only eggs like are quail right. eggs on there or duck eggs or is it just chicken eggs you hate? Platypus eggs? Yeah, I mean, whatever. Eggs are kind of like rascal George. I mean, they'll get the job done. But what the fuck are you doing with that? <laughs> Oh, I almost made Keith spit. Oh, yeah. I like, love when Canadians bash on Canadians, too. That's even better. You know, more. Sure, Rascal's great. I just wouldn't. I have so much Rascal. But eggs, I do know. And they can go kick rocks. That man crunch the snow. <laughs> yeah, well, don't, don't get too involved in that one. I got that one coming up later. I got a kick out of uh, that you saw in the Discord, the, the, the Grant 
getting over his bullshit or back to his old bullshit thing. Yeah. The guy that, the guy that said that, I swear, I thought that was Omar at first glance and then <laughs> kick out of that. Um, but then I, I made a quick meme about that and uh, we actually got a follow back from Grant for the first time on the unpaid podcast page. So I was pretty stoked about that. Oh, I'm, I'm excited to find out he has his own page. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go into some of Morgan's questions. Uh, my wife. I'm a little wanted... nervous about this. No, no, no. She knows. So she actually probably has listened to more episodes than me and you. So she's pretty familiar with how this goes. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to read them exactly as she put them, if that's okay. So the first one, smoking meat slash the weird boiling and plastic cooking meat thing, bracket, I know the name, I just can't spell it. (laughs) Sous vide. Sous vide. She made sous vide. She was like, fuck that. I'm not, I'm just going to describe it. It's not boiling. God (laughs) damn it. Are you going to join this? You can join the smoked meat sous vide Discord crew, like with Matt, uh, because he spends hours and hours and hours feeding his family. Um, So, like, what brought you? (laughs) Like, why? Just don't send any money for t shirts. (laughs) So, she wanted to, um, to ask you about that. Like, why is your passion in there? Why did you make me the best wedding present dinner I've ever had? Uh, I just like really good food, but I'm also cheap, so I had to learn how to make it. Mm. And uh, growing up, too, it's like, you know, I had a single mom who worked a lot, and uh, you can only eat so much craft dinner and hot dogs before you start to figure out, just like, yeah, I better learn how to cook for myself. And it's just something I've always enjoyed. Steve is my go-to for meat. Um, and when we were married, oh yeah, yeah, you're when right. When you and Steve were married? Steve is my go-to for meat. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh God, there's so many good clips there. <laughs> Crazy. That's good. That was good. Um, uh, you know, uh, there, that's actually in here too. So when we got married, and I don't know if I've discussed this on the podcast before, we got married in secret. Um, you know, we didn't invite anybody or anything like that. But when I eventually told Steve, uh, he said, I know you don't need anything material. I think what I want to do is give you some time. So we put a tent in the backyard and Steve made me and my wife dinner while him and his wife watched my kids. So we could just have a date. And yeah, that was, uh, I think you did ribs that day. No, no, it was, no. Uh, it was a prime rib. rib. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that was fantastic. Um, and so that's actually also in here. Cooked over Mor- in the fire pit there. It was fantastic. Yeah. Morgan wanted to point out, though, specifically that your groomsman gift from me, how you found out we were married, was I delivered you a gift and said, sorry, I couldn't let you be a part of this, but here's a gift. And what was that gift? Uh, it definitely was... Uh pretty important in making sure that I would never have an accident ever again with a drink in my uh, gym. <laughs> and yeah. it was a pretty badass uh, drink spotter. Yeah. You and my brother are the reason that I specifically have bought more drink spotters in Canada than anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> it was the wrong color, but we won't hold that against Joey. Ah, uh, well, one day, one day we'll get that other color. That should be like, a prize for the 2024 Lift Easy or Lift RV. I think we can make that happen. You can paint a drink spotter. Well, that's true. You could just spray paint it. 
the guy, I think uh, Ephraim painted his gold, if I recall. And a couple other guys painted them red, I think. I'll keep it as is. I like it as. I, I wouldn't fuck with it, but it, I know it's. And I actually think that was your, that was like the first time I gave you, like you had something Massonomics. Wasn't it? Might have been, because I think that was right before we went to the meet, which is where I bought my first uh, few uh, articles of clothing. Yep. One of them being in Tanner's basement the day of the meet because you forgot to pack shirts from whatever. <laughs> call. Yes, yes. Let's talk about that. Because they were like, oh, I'll just get you a shirt tomorrow, buddy. And he's like, no, I don't have anything to wear tomorrow. Can I get a shirt tonight, please? This is a Friday night before the meet. That you guys, I had like six there. pairs of like pants, which is, you know, what you need in the middle of a 35 degree. Uh... Jesus Christ, it was fucking a thousand degrees. I didn't wear pants once, like in a six month radius of that date. Oh yeah, well, I mean, if you needed them, they were they were there. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when you got the all go no show. That's that's a good shirt. Which was a pretty good choice. Yeah, actually, I regret, I regret not getting that one, to be honest. Fits well. Or that yesterday. So, all right. Go ahead. What do, you, uh, what do you have to say about Joey not knowing how to drive a, uh, a standard? Oh, fuck. Here we go. I mean, we all have our flaws, whatever. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> now, have, has there been any uh attempt to teach joey how to drive a standard considering so anyone that's not you're not familiar you should be if you're listening to this that you guys drove from hamilton to aberdeen you know and you drove the entire way over like two days basically and joey just sat there right there was a while where i was Passenger like okay we're gonna be going pretty straight so how about we just switch seats i'll let you just you go i'll talk you through it it'll be all right and then it was just like we both just had too much anxiety. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'll just drive. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's uh, I don't know. That would be awkward trying to teach another grown man how to drive stick. I guess at that point, because like, I don't, I don't know. Like, oh, hold on. Like, hold on. Whoa, it's whoa, not whoa. Like, it's yes, not like trying to teach someone to play pool on TV. Like I wasn't going to be like guiding him at the hips. Like it would just, okay, here's what you do. That, now, now. Also, Steve taught me how to drive stand or er, automatic oh, yes. too. Oh, okay. Yep, one of the I, I had two main drivers. It was my dad and Steve. Steve took me to a parking lot, put me in the is a station wagon at the time, right? Yeah, the the old escort station wagon. Yep. So no, have... there's no embarrassment at all about Steve gotcha. trying to teach me how to how to drive. Well, because taught me fucking how to drive. <laughs> Twenty years later, though, isn't it? Yeah. Are you are you a couple years older, or was Joey uh, late to getting behind the wheel? Uh, one year older, and I just had a car early. Gotcha. Yeah. gotcha. Like out of our friend group, I was pretty much the only one with a car at sixteen. Gotcha. Yeah, same. Well, yeah. Good. Now, tell the story of the time you came up here to do the one chip challenge. Yeah, I want to hear about that. <laughs> I saw that break there. I saw that like, damn it. <laughs> is this one of these like hot oh, was chip it? things? Yes, it is. It's uh, the hot chip thing. I, think well, I mean, I don't know how much of a story there is. There was, it was uh, November a few years ago. We decided that uh, Joey, his brother and I were, uh, were stupid kind of like-minded idiots <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and uh you know we've never shied down from a challenge and uh you know never really shy away from uh spicy stuff and i thought hey you know what's a terrible idea let's get together and uh bang this out and uh we did we both all of us you know we ate it pretty good we all uh, did a pretty good job of uh not letting it you know be known how much uh, we were feeling like we were dying but we got through it 15, 20 minutes later. It's sort of, you know, I was able to see color again and <laughs> everything was going good. We hung out for a bit and whatever, had a beer, this, that, and everything else. And on the drive home, I uh, 
nearly crapped myself in the car with my <laughs> wife and kids. We had to go to a Tim Hortons and show her. That's great. Or I felt like I was being basically, you know, stabbed by a flux killer in uh, the back door while I was trying to That's horrible. just make it end. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So I uh, basically the, doing Pepto shots after that. Yeah. At the time, the one chip challenge was kind of new, right? And like nobody was really doing it. And I managed to get my hands on a couple. I had five in total. So I put it out there to a couple people. I was like, come up to my house. Like, I've got a big backyard. Let's go do something stupid in the backyard. And it was, it was Steve and my brother that showed up. And uh, actually, speaking of my brother, we should start pushing him to get crew. Um, and, I do uh, have one of those here, by the way. We're going to have to maybe bring it down to Keith. No, thank you. I am a <laughs> pussy when it comes to anything hot. I don't. I still have one, too. You may give me pepper. That's about as spicy as I want anything. Oh Jesus! Yeah, these are one million Scovilles. Yeah, my and son wants to. My son wants to do it. I'm just like, yeah, this would be hilarious, but I don't know. Yeah, well, Greg <laughs> wants to do the Devil's Toe because I bought a bunch of those too. Now, if the one chip challenge is one million Scovilles, the Devil's Toe is five. But it's I will, not. A chip. Uh, I, I will tape it. It's a sucker <laughs> that you put in your mouth, and you have to hold it as long as you can in your mouth. And the stupid thing about that is that's when your spit starts to attack you. That's exactly what that is. I mean, that's not the hottest thing I've eaten. I don't think, I think you were present for the other one too, Joey. Yes. Yes. That is when you decided to take a Thai chili raw off the plant and jam. It was was in Ellison's basement and it was hanging on her ceiling. Yeah. I don't know. These have just been here since I was a little kid. So I went, that sounds cool. And I ate it and regretted my (laughs) choices immediately. What that was hotter than the one chip challenge? By a lot. Yeah. The oil I mean, on my hand. I don't know if this is necessarily uh well the it, show isn't too PG. This is not a PG show. Yeah, Go ahead. We're, we're so I uh, went to the washroom and I still had some oils on my hand. I wanted to pull out my stuff. Uh it cracked the helmet and it looked like chapped lips down there. <laughs> it was it was uh, the most pain I've ever been in in my life. Yeah, I did something similar as a kid, like 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 four or five years old. My grandpa had a bunch of hot peppers for some reason in the backyard, and somehow I got into them and like went and go take a piss. Didn't know any better, and then like I was like I I, I remember like you, you know when you have something traumatic, not even traumatic, just you have something from your childhood that you kind of remember but you really shouldn't. I think you really remember just people telling you the story. So I think it's more of that. Like I kind of remember the whole thing, but yeah, similar oh, I- to. Yeah. It sounded like you were a little bit older. I was like under five and touched my pecker, you know, with hot peppers all over, hot pepper seeds all over it. And I think they were like going to take me to the fucking emergency room because my dick was all like swollen and like red and shit. And I was crying. Like to a show it off. Bitch. Yeah, no, it was, uh, that was still traumatic thinking about, um, no, I was, I was probably 18. So I was definitely oh, Jesus. a little better. Yeah, no, that's, 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 that's pretty bad. I couldn't, uh, I drank a two liter bottle of uh, RC Cola that day. That's how bad that hurt. Like I was able to pound the put back that crap. That's funny. Well, if you ever get a uh, hot pepper seeds on your barbell, here's one thing that might be able to help you out. We'll do a little ad, quick ad read for you guys. So barbell rescue at barbell rescue. Their mission is to uh, revolutionize barbell maintenance, but by providing gym, gym owners and fitness enthusiasts with a superior cleaning solution, their innovative 365 degree nylon cleaning brush is designed to enhance the longevity and performance of barbells. Their commitment is to ensure every barbell is in peak condition, promoting a safe, hygienic, and effective training experience. Use code UNPAID to save 10% at Barbell Rescue and keep your fucking pepper rings hands off your pecker. (laughs) 
That was horrid, but it was still a much better segue than last week. So I'll give you credit for that. Oh yeah, it, it, it it's well because like I see the opening sometimes, but then like no one will stop talking, and it's like, well, I don't want to interrupt, but it's like my my perfect segue is now like thirty seconds behind. So it's like, do I wait for another one or do I just kind of throw it in there and it's just stupid? Because like oh, we got to try to knock out some of these ad reads though. So actually, mine will show up uh, either tomorrow or the next day. Actually, it's it's on the way. I just hope I don't have to pay fucking eight hundred dollars in customs on the. And don't really know. That's that's so weird. Like they just like you just get like an email, basically like what it's going to be extra, like after the fact. The email is if you're lucky, and then you just it's, it's when they show up at the door and knock on the door and go, "Hi, give me your credit card, or else you can't uh, have your product." That's the one that fucking sucks. And you've already but, paid for it. Yeah, everything is shipped. Kind of uh, right now, everything is shipped ground, so I don't think I'm going to have to pay for that one, but. That's, that's always worried. the best when you order something on eBay and you get it like two months later. And it's, by the way, you owe us money. For yeah. What? Yeah. The, this shirt actually is one of the ones where I paid for the shirts. I paid about $30 in shipping. And then I paid an additional $30 in customs fees to get it. And I'm like, that's, I've now paid more to get it here than I paid for the shirts. Well, now you're, now you're coming to like, how does that work too? When you're coming back across the border, if you have a trunk full of shirts, like, do you have to, but you depends how long it. you've been across. So if you're there for typically so you, if I go across for a day trip and I bring back like a couple hundred bucks, they won't bother me. Yeah. So when you but guys come like, to the Arnold, you should like have some, you'll either buy a bunch of shit at the Arnold or like have or just, Kevin or Nate buy a bunch of shit shipped to their house and then have them give it to you at the Arnold or something. Or I just put it in my suitcase and it's not like I bought it there. I just, yeah. well, yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm not saying, yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> like, you don't have to, I'm assuming you're not going to declare it, but just like to physically already have it purchased, ready to go. Um, anything that you would want from America, like you're going to see 20 different guys that can give you a bag of shit at the Arnold, but then, yeah. you're, but then you're having to babysit that fucking bag the whole time. And it's when, like, when we crossed coming back from the Arnold, they were like, do you have anything to declare? And I said, oh, I bought a couple shirts and some gym equipment. And they're like, what kind of gym equipment? And I was like, oh, like some uh, some Speedos and pantlets or whatever. But I didn't, I forgot actually that I had the fucking plates. Mm-hmm. And the guy was like, yeah, whatever, man, go through. Right. But again, I was there long enough that I actually think that would have been fine. Yeah, depending, then, there's there's a table. Like, I mean, if you're there for like two days, you can get like four hundred dollars worth of stuff. If you're there for yeah. a week, you can get like eight hundred dollars worth of stuff, and that's each yeah. two. So and that's per person. Car, if we have a car with like a couple of people in it, or like for instance, Joey, my wife, and I will be down there, and uh, you know, so that's three people we could bring back a lot if we wanted to, just not really booze or tobacco. Which gotcha. Okay, whatever. I, well, even then, when I was like, I have exactly eight cans of stone cold steve austin's beer the guy was like okay that's way more than i care about right it really just cares on it depends on on the guy their girl yeah. and who, how much they give a shit right yeah it was like the one day i went to the states there and there was a was at walmart and there was like a cooler i forget what it was it was like a cranberry cooler or something i was like well i kind of want to try this so i put one of them in my trunk and when i crossed the border they're like do you have anything to declare i'm like well i have one cooler and or one can of beer basically in the trunk. And they're like, why are you even telling me that? Because yeah. I'm not going to risk my, or to ruin my life over one can. If I don't. Yeah. Correct. So <laughs> like, and I wasn't going to smash it in the parking lot before driving home. <laughs> yeah, that's good call. So, uh, we got some, we got a question here about some, uh, big Tanner wants to know, and you can kind of segue into that, your personal experience with this throughout your, you know, hockey career. But, uh, who is the best hockey goalie of all time? 
best or my favorite because there's two both. choices give me both, both. for my it favorite it's gonna minutes. be uh well for my favorite it's pretty obvious it's gonna be felix Plavin. so when i play that's a, you know he was number 29 that's the number that i wear on my jersey one of my cats is named after him he's felix Catvin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just a pretty good goalie for uh my local team the toronto maple leafs when i was a kid and when i was first becoming like aware of who people are and what stats are. And that just always stuck with me. And it seems like for a lot of people my age, that's fairly similar story. And uh, as for the best goalie, it's got to be Martin Broder. And then you've played hockey like pretty much your whole life then I'm guessing. And you're still, you're still playing hockey. Okay. No. Started, started as an adult. Couldn't really afford it as a oh, kid. Wow. Okay. So I, uh, I played one season when I was maybe about 25 and then, you know, kids happen and I didn't play again for about 10 years. And about five years ago, a buddy of mine knew that I had equipment. So he's like, Hey, we're joining. Uh, it's mostly just like a recreational co-ed uh, hockey league for kind of people like us. And we've now been in the same team for like five years and moved up divisions and gotten a little bit more confident. That's cool. But uh, we're just a bunch of hacks out there having fun. It's just an excuse to get together. And So as a, as a funny story moment, are you comfortable talking about your most recent co-ed experience with the hockey equipment? <laughs> I don't care. All right. So I'm one sure. day. I have no idea what you're talking about, but giddy up. Uh, it's when you went home, put on your hockey equipment. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve slept in his hockey equipment that night. Oh, wow. <laughs> he went home and just threw it on and went to bed. <laughs> You're a little that was, I don't know. That's not the entire story, but that was uh That's you know, the one we'll tell. That was, that was marriage 1.0, so we don't need to go further. No, but that's that's one of my favorite <laughs> things cuz that's actually going to come up later. Um right. not that thing in particular, but that night um but yeah, it's it's always one of my favorites. It's, was, well, I went home. I was just like there's new equipment and it fit pretty good. It was that wasn't even goalie equipment. That was regular equipment. I was just like Hey, these uppers look pretty good. And I was like, I, I was also lifting a lot at the time and I was also hammered drunk. So I put them on and put my sweater over top and was thinking, man, I look pretty buff in this thing. And then I wanted to go up and, you know, show somebody else how buff I looked and they were way less impressed because they were sleeping. I wasn't even going to bring that person up. I just like the idea that you put that shit on and went to bed. That, that is really good. You dummy. That's really funny. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, uh, so uh, drinking bad kids don't do it. Yeah. Doing, okay. doing my best to like, like in all fairness, me and Steve have so many, so many stories about each other, and I'm just trying not to like bring up any of like the the embarrassing or offensive stuff. But wearing your hockey equipment to bed is one of the best things I think I've ever heard because it's gonna like Tanner only asked about hockey equipment, <laughs> and that did it smell pretty ripe. It was brand new. Okay, there you go. I, mean, uh, I, so- probably, I probably smelled pretty ripe. I was drinking. <laughs> 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 well, basically the the opposite of being a, a drunk guy that puts on the hockey equipment to go try to get lucky. Uh, you just did a powerlifting meet. Uh, pretty happy with your numbers? Nope. Okay. But I make a very good before picture. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, it just oh. it gives me a good place to start. At least, uh, you know. Was that your first meet? Yeah. Okay, okay, cool. So you got a, so you got a, base, you have a baseline the, now. The way this kind of goes was last year we were at the Lift Hard Live Easy Classic. And I went... Yeah, this is pretty epic. Like, I need to get my uh, act back together because at that point I was kind of built like a bag of milk. And uh, 
he doesn't even know what a bag of milk is. He's fucking American. He Whatever, a jug of milk. Either way, it was not, not impressive. <laughs> and so I was just like, okay, around August, you know, was, uh, I guess the the signups for the meet that just happened came up. Joey let me know when we were in the car and signed up for it. Nice. And uh, went, okay, yeah, I guess I'm going to start training now. And then I was like, no, it's been a slow progression. I mean, as you get older, obviously, it doesn't bounce back quite as quick as you'd like it to. But we're moving in the right direction, taking it kind of calm, keeping healthy is the big thing. And then, uh, you know, then the signups came up for the Lift Hard Live Easy 2. I mean, 2024, I was like kind of worried about getting a spot. And luckily, that kind of worked out. And it's like, nice. So it's good to get the first meet under my belt. And uh, so I made all my mistakes, hopefully, or most of them. Nice. Uh, do you have any? Uh, do you have any goals for the Lift Hard Twenty Twenty Four on the platform or otherwise? Yeah, for squat, I'd like to do four fifty, bench three fifteen, and then deadlift, I'd like to hit five. But you know what? I don't know if I'm going to do those, but I would like to, and I'm nice. going to, you know, work hard towards reaching those goals. There you go. And I, I, I you'd mentioned so it sounded like you lost some weight in the last few months. I think was that. Someone, I swear, I either saw that in Discord or did they mention it on the sister podcast when they were talking about Joey's Joey's buddy, Big Steve, and how he looked a lot different from he did when they saw him at the Arnold or at Both. It, it was on Discord. Yeah, I think I I posted it in Discord because I posted a picture of myself from uh, the spring versus a picture of myself on the platform, and uh, gotcha. Kind of hard to, you know, I wouldn't say it's an epic transformation. Like it's obviously still very much in the process, but it's. It's like, yeah, you know what? In the last six months, we've did all right, and now we yeah, got eight man. more months to see how far we can take this. Oh yeah, it'll be here before we know it. We'll be catching that flight to fucking wherever we're flying into. But I mean, like, obviously, being a little bit out of it and everything, I t- I was taking things very slow, but I feel like I'm finally starting to kind of hit my stride and make some progress. Nice. So hopefully, we can keep it going. Are you on Team Juggernaut, or are you kind of doing your own thing? I'm just kind of raw dogging that. I might jump on uh, Juggernaut at some point. I kind of been on the fence about it the longer i wait probably the worse it is if i'm gonna i should just try it but yeah i'd say if you're gonna do it it sooner than later but i mean not yeah if you're content with your own thing you know keep doing that but you know what are we at we'd like 18 whatever 20 30 weeks i don't know what the fuck 205 days yeah so that divided (laughs) by seven however many weeks that is i have to i have to it sounds ridiculous that i know that i just happened to look it up today for an instagram post what's what's, what's that divided by seven and i'll tell you that big steve is big math Nice. If there's anybody that I ever need help with math, I I could pull out a calculator or I'll call Steve and go, hey, man, can you just. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're, we're 29 weeks out. So, you I mean, got, there's nothing wrong with you being. Got a, you got a solid 18 gifted. to 20 weeks where you got to really worry about a, a peak. So, you had some fun with ammonia with those with those packets. Um, I think those were the best. I think that I've. Yeah, had. you know what? They weren't offensive like the one we had the week before where it was just like. Yeah. Got like basically a shotgun to the eyeball. Yeah, I brought the dim Mac and <laughs> over to Steve's house, and I think we both fucking hated that. Like it was so bad. So it's needs, still bad. That needs to be left with the lid off for like half an hour to calm down, and then it'd be perfect. <laughs> uh, but, but anyway, so outside. yeah, left outside. Um, obsidian ammonia. We got our, our code. It's unpaid. Uh, save you fifteen percent. Uh, I know he just had a big BOGO sell. So, like, honestly, if you're really going to do anything, just do what is best for yourself and for Obsidian Ammonia. But if there isn't a big sale going on, use our code. Um, it, it's Ammonia. Now, he is, of course, sponsoring 
everything everywhere. I just found out that Travis is sponsoring WRPF Texas. Uh, he's got another federation, I think, that he's sponsoring. Uh, the dude is doing so much for the powerlifting community that if you if you want to use ammonia, maybe think about using that one. Because I know there's other ammonias out there, but nobody's given back like he is. Yeah, you use know what? Co- I, I'm a big fan of theirs for sure. It's just that one was just a little stronger than needed. <laughs> oh, yeah. that No, I, fuck, I remember that too. Like I did that one too. And I think one of my eyes closed permanently for half an hour. Um, but yeah. And then we also have plate snacks. I don't think we talk about plate snacks enough. Yeah, we missed them last week. Yeah, give me a give me a heads up on plate snacks. Oh, let me pull that one up. This is I always fumble with this one. I will say this while you're looking it up though. After hearing your read from last week, I was like, I gotta go look at this. And I'm just like, man, I want all of that. Yeah, they're with with the plate snacks. So I'm like, before you even get into the ad, I'm I'm just stalling. This is the ad. (laughs) I yeah, actually, I'm stalling right now. I think my hundreds. My my strength go hundreds need a Jagermeister symbol, and I, I think the person to do that is going to be plate snacks. Yeah. That being it, said, do they do they work on bumper plates? I'd have to uh, I'd have to look that up. I'm not positive. I, I I think they work on. It depends on the plate, but I'm pretty sure you can get smaller ones that work on like the hub part that's smooth before it goes into like the the contoured part because it's not going to yeah, work. Yeah, so it's only going to work on whatever is like a smooth flat surface, and it's not going to. I mean, you can't put a sticker on something that's like bumpy or oh, yeah, rigid or holy. So it all depends on what you have, I guess. Uh, but yeah, he's 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 made all our stickers. He's made Scott Dodds's, uh, you know, Pecker stickers of Tanner and Tommy that you know uses the bar shaft as their dicks, which is just the funniest thing ever. Uh, Gluck did his video today, and he had a bunch of old. Uh, he had a he had a gym review, and he he basically put all his like cheap shitty China import plates. He put plate snacks on just to kind of jazz it up and stuff. But he does a lot of different stuff. He's got he can do little smaller banners as well. So if you're uh you know looking for anything kind of neat or to put your own little flair on your gym, go check out our buddy uh, Plate Snacks. Use code unpaid to save fifteen percent. Can't argue with that. Pretty dees, pretty dees. So we're getting close to two hours here. Oh man. Yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it. Um, you want to get into some unpaid and underrated? You know, you yeah. Unpaid and underrated? yeah, let's do some unpaid and underrated. Now, do um, you want to go first this week? I know always, that usually go, you go first. So I'll go first. I'll stick I'll stick with my don't throw me off my game this late. Uh so Big Steve, unpaid or underrated. You're familiar with the game. Uh, no, you use as much druthers as you'd like, and you know riding the line. Unpaid is the equivalent to overrated, and underrated is underrated. So he's giving me a heads up, so or a, a head nod. So I'm going to go with, this is going to be a little harken back to last week, because I think your answer is going to be a little different from Carps. So let's, I want to hear your opinion on ketchup and if it's unpaid or underrated. Uh, it's pretty unnecessary as a whole. <laughs> yeah, I fucking hate ketchup. <laughs> now, that being said, like nothing, you know, nothing like a good ketchup dad joke. I you know, I love anytime I'm ever at somebody's house, if they make like something nice, like a nice steak or something, I first thing I'll do is get the ketchup and put it on the table and just wait for them to see it. <laughs> Give me a second to figure out what you meant by a ketchup dad joke. I got you. So you're not actually using it. You're just implying that their meat sucks and that it needs ketchup. I like it. Yeah. But no, I mean, I'm, I, I think it's generally uh, unpaid. Nice. Yeah. I threw that one out there because I think I, on, on the carbs ketchup poll, 
you specifically DM me neither when it was uh, <laughs> Heinz versus the field. You were like neither. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to add that to the uh, to the podcast page to because this week Joey did like 90 percent of the show prep for us, if not more. So I ketchup is it. ketchup is only good on Costco fries. Everything ketchup else, is, fuck right off. Costco fries. Ketchup is reasonable on chips. Yeah, you you're Canadians and your ketchup chips is now you're talking about ketchup chips. You don't actually yeah. like get a plain chip and then get a bowl of ketchup and dip no. them, do you? I mean, no, sometimes no, no. I'll do that too. Though you get like a bit of ketchup and a bit of vinegar uh, and together and just drive it in you. Uh, but if it's on food that has like that should be good, then you know it doesn't belong anywhere near it. I agree. <laughs> All right, so just cook it go. right. You don't need that crap. My second one, un, un unpaid or underrated, all in one gyms. Pieces of gym, those you know, those those Marcy all-in-one gym cable uh, systems, or whatever brand you know the the the, the cheaper ones. So like the one that I have in my uh, next room. Yes, <laughs> that is that is why it was the. Yes, ad, yes, I this, put together almost all of these. Yes, this I is tough. That. I mean, I did see it in the video, and I was like, "Ooh, I want to ask you about that." It's kind of tough because I mean, you know, like they're an ask for a seat. Like yeah. they have their place, but it's like. If you had a good one, I would say definitely uh, underrated. Mm-hmm. The one I have would be perhaps unpaid. Because, depends on how much but, you paid for it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Also, and, I mean, and, the and, problem and, with those things is they do everything like 80% as good as you want them to. And that's great that you have the ability to not do that. But is it as good as like a high-end commercial gym? Absolutely not. But it's better than not doing it at all, too. Now, how important is putting the feet on uh, the right way? <laughs> well, if you want your floor to not get scratched up and ruin half an hour of your life, then uh, it's pretty important. <laughs> he sends me a text. He's like, and he circled the fucking foot. <laughs> it's like this thing cost me fucking hours because he put the the one rubber the step one in the, the step one in the book, and I put it. I did it wrong. And then when I got to step 12, which coincidentally is the last step, is when I realized that, oh, I can't put the faceplate over the weight stack because uh, it doesn't attach to this thing backwards. Mm, that's shitty. So we had to take the whole thing apart, uh, strip the entire hell out of uh, the, the screws because I was using an impact driver because I'm an idiot. Oh, yeah. Use a drill with a chuck pretty, like, you know, on the lower end so it you know, doesn't strip stuff out. It's your way to go. No, I had an Allen key basically rigged up to my uh, impact driver, and we made sure that thing's never coming apart, so I guess I can't move now. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess it'll just be backwards. Uh, and uh, we managed to get the whole weight stack off so I could turn the thing around and get it back on. And, you know, it's, it was a little bit traumatic, but we got there. <laughs> and that's why I added it. <laughs> I thought that would be fucking funny to hear. <laughs> Oh, so for my third oh. one, oh, you got one more. You got a... oh, yeah, basically un- unpaid based on uh, range of motion of the cheaper ones. Gotcha. Yeah, the the bigger ones I would say are a completely different class. Like I don't like they're they're you're you're talking about a functional trainer or those power like basically the standalone power rack that have the crossover and the lat attachment and all that. Like that's a different ball game than when I think of all in one. I think of what you have or like like something that fucking Chuck Norris was trying no. to sell you twenty years ago. Now, for my kids and for my wife, absolutely underrated because that is not intimidating for them to use. They can do it mm-hmm. safely, and uh, it's a good introduction sure. to strength training, which, if that's all you need it for, wildly underrated. There you go. Because it sure beats not doing it. No, somebody's riding the line. Yeah. Well, I'm so. just giving a couple of caveats. <laughs> I've seen some brothers. 
for my particular use. Unpaid. Unpaid. Also, putting it together, unpaid. Yeah, sounds like it for sure. <laughs> the way uh, my brain works, unpaid, yeah. So my last one out of this list, I'm going to go with tugboats. Tugboats, unpaid or underrated, and why? And if there's a story, elaborate. Because we like a good, we like a good. It might story. be the most underrated thing in history. All right. Why is that? Because he has to tell you why. I'm going to choose not to elaborate on this one. They're just wildly (laughs) underrated. All right. All right. We'll have to find out in Discord. There was was a bit of a story. Once again, I mean, believe it or not, alcohol is involved. (laughs) And uh, we were watching uh, My Name is Earl. And uh, overrated. What? The brother, (laughs) I forget the guy's name, played by Ethan Supley. Yeah. Randy. That's the one. He was trying to control his dream so that way he could meet Earl in his dream or something like that. I forget what it is. It's been like 20 years. And then uh, when they woke up, Earl asked him, like, you know, we're, did, like, did we get together? Did we hang out in the dream? And he's like, no. I just had the same dream about that I was a tugboat again. And then I thought this was uh, a threat, but I said, I wish I was a tugboat. I'd tug everyone. And then immediately realized how non-threatened that was. <laughs> And uh, 20 years later, we're talking about it on a podcast. Uh, you fucking tugger, you. That's oh, no, it's it's easy. Uh, there are so many other ones, Steve, I could have put in there. Yeah, like this couch I, of sex for my ass. The couch of sex for my ass. I wish they made hot tea, but cold. Uh, no, I wish they made cold tea, but hot is what you said, too. Nice like, tea. there's so many of them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the sex for my ass one was pretty good, too, though. But like, yeah, a good coach. It was a, it actually, I almost bought that couch later, <laughs> <laughs> but I thought I'd throw tugboats in there and I really don't think Keith saw that joke coming because yeah, I wish I was a tugboat. I'd tug everybody. Okay. I have a couple. <laughs> um, so unpaid or underrated, uh, seeing moose without Sandy. How'd that go? Oh, that was fantastic for me. Yeah, that was, that was, was a good definitely, time. It was definitely unpaid for her. <laughs> driving down the highway on the way back from the lift hard live easy and it's just like oh my god that's a weird looking horse holy crap that's not a horse at all yeah it's just a couple of moose just hanging out the side of the highway oh i thought you were talking oh. about fucking mitchell hooper for a second because i assumed you saw him oh. at the arnold or something so you're looking to like seeing a moose or seeing oh there's a reason why why my big cat is named a moose yeah, yeah. moose are my wife's favorite animal okay and it's been like her life's obsession and her life's goal like we drove two weeks through the East Coast, like trying to like driving at dusk, like basically risking my life so she could see a damn moose. It never and happened. Then here we are just driving home, like, and there's like a couple of them sitting on the side of the highway when uh, she's not there. So, of course, I, we pulled over and uh, took pictures and sent them to her. And and, uh, that, and then there's one level to that that I think is one of the funniest stories that me and Steve have about the Lift Hard Live Easy is um, what your cats did while we were watching moose cross the road <laughs> do you want to tell her or do you want me to tell that yeah so my cats have was kind of like the equivalent of a hamster wheel but for cats so this thing is like a basically a five foot uh five foot uh circle or i guess it's a circle it's a hamster wheel yeah it's a, it's a spinning wheel. five, five yeah, foot yeah. diameter like hamster wheel yeah, so one of my cats decided that that's a reasonable place to throw up is on this thing uh and then one of the other cats was like, hey, I'm going to go for a run. 
And uh, yeah, that went about as well as you would expect. It made one hell of a mess. And apparently Sandy was having a much less good time than us. <laughs> she had to go and uh, clean all that. Oh, God. Cats are the worst. <laughs> so Sandy says. It's pretty amazing hearing her swearing and everything over text uh, speech from Android. <laughs> <Auckland. laughs> so she's texted just fucking mad. So these cats are vomiting and it's everywhere. And then she goes, did you see a moose without me? And I got to tell you, Steve's response was, no, we saw two. <laughs> and that is the best. Type. Like, <laughs> that was a mother and a calf. That's funny. Just hanging out on the side of the highway, you know, like doing their thing. Well, I'm, I'm glad they weren't roadkill like all the other fucking things you guys saw on your drive. Uh, those would probably cause people. Yeah, that, that would take out cars before. Yeah. No, and yeah, that's a good point to bring that up. Is yeah, me and Steve saw a lot of dead yeah, deer. That's that's why I had mentioned. I'm it. Just I'm just saying, like the one time then where uh, Sandy and I do see a moose, it'll probably be late on the side of the highway. Oh, that'll be sad. I know. Same with Morgan. Morgan is convinced that fox don't actually exist because she's never seen a fox in real life, except for one dead one. <laughs> she's like, no, you guys are fucking with me. These are kind of ridiculous exist. because I mean, I used to see them weekly when I was working in uh, yeah. you know, Gulf, which is. Means nothing to anybody listening to this, probably. No, no, they live out here. Like I see them all the time. But okay, so unpaid or underrated? Crunchy snow. Yeah, pretty, uh, pretty unpaid. That 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 can kick rocks for sure. <laughs> all right. So, uh, okay. Do you want to expand just how much you hate crunchy snow, or just just Steve hates crunchy snow? I just don't like crunchy snow. Like when it gets to like a certain temperature and the snow becomes like crunchy, like when it's fresh and everything is good. And, or even if it's like packing snow, no problem. I'll walk all over it, but it's just kind of like nails on chalkboard to me when it's like crunchy and you step on it. It's just the, I don't know. It ain't right. He's a weird, I gotta, I gotta calm down before I get all wound up here, but I'm not. (laughs) But no. And the part of that thing is you're not wrong. Like I've heard there are so many people that feel that way about that sound. That sound is grating to so many people. It's just people. the texture and just, I don't know, it's just everything about it. It's just pretty, pretty wrong. All right. I'm going to do, I'm actually going to finish this whole thing of unpaid mm-hmm. and underrated. All right. Unpaid or underrated face pulls. Pretty underrated, I think. I don't know. I just, I know they're not for everyone, but they just feel good for me. There's, I did some today with a rope, but sometimes I like to do them with a uh, with a longer rope with the handles. And I think where people get into trouble is when they start loading up the weight and try to actually make it a strength exercise. Where it's like, no, it's just a way to no, have a little bit of resistance to get a bit of a stretch and to kind of rehab some nagging issues. And I'm just a big fan of it for that. I could do them in pretty much every workout. All right. Let's go two more. Two more, Steve. Unpaid or underrated, a Texas Mickey of Jack Daniels. See, that's tough. <laughs> I don't know what that is at all. Uh, flipping it's a couple. Of, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. A Texas Mickey, I think, is what? Is it three liters or two liters? It's three. I, I, yeah, it's three liters. It's a big fucking giant. You know, everything's whiskey. bigger in Texas, you know, so, so it's a, a, like know, a Texas Mickey. So if you go, if you look at it from a dollar's proposition, it's kind of unpaid. 
But if you look at it in a context of having a few friends together and making it a, mini- a mission to finish this. <laughs> in in 48 hours, four of us finished. <laughs> Already underrated. <laughs> that being said, I'm actually, I'm going to go unpaid because there's no way I'd have any part of that now. Oh, God, no. I No, God, no. You can show me Jack Daniels now, and I'm like, nah, I'm good. Like, I don't want anything to do with that. But at the time, yeah, that was pretty fucking stupid. Yeah. Let alone like three people drinking three liters of it. It's probably <laughs> unnecessary. It happens. I got a quick question about doing stupid shit when we were younger. Did anyone else? I, we always called it the flaming bottle. So anytime you killed a handle, you would like, you'd cap it. Uh, so it'd still have all the, 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 the vapors in it. You'd run it under scalding hot water for like 10 minutes until you basically ran out of water. You take it outside, cap, take the lid off and light it with a lighter and it'd shoot like a fucking 10 foot, like blue flame up. That's, nope. that's just something we did. And like, I remember my buddy did it when he was super drunk once and like fucking like, like badly burned his forearms. But like, he's still scarred to this day. No, uh, we, we did that. Like, I don't know. That was just something we did. Anytime we'd kill a handle, like when we were like in high school or like the first couple years out of high school and I still drank regularly. That was just some stupid young. I did a lot of stupid things uh, when I was younger, and that was not among them. (laughs) The fire was definitely not one of the things we fucked around with a lot. That's recommended. I just uh, our livers, our kidneys, our well-being, absolutely. But fire, my ability to get out of bed at uh, in a reasonable time uh, stage (laughs) now, without being in pain for the first forty-five minutes of the day. You know those kinds of things. (laughs) All right, the last one, and I'm going to tell you this. I ran it by somebody and they were not pleased because they did not see the humor behind it. Sounds like my favorite kind. Yeah. So unpaid or underrated, my brother. That's it? <laughs> Greg. No. Okay, he goes, sure. He's like, how's that funny? That's not funny at all. And I was like, it kind of fucking is, dude. Like, <laughs> Absolutely underrated. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. He's definitely a good golf buddy. We're both the same, so we always go back and forth about whether he beats me or I beat him. Uh, I think I got him on distance, but he's got me on consistency, so there's that. The only thing is, I'd love to work out with him, but he never seems to want to... He He just never shows up. So that's fair. But uh, overall, I'm going underrated for sure. Not one. Every time time he's around and I'm around, we always have fun. Yeah, I love my brother. Uh, so, so the running joke is, of course, Steve and I have been friends for fucking years, and then out of the blue, Steve is golfing with my brother, <laughs> and and it's interesting that my brother um, tried to get me into lifting years ago, and I wasn't into it. And now that me and Steve are into it, Greg, my brother, just wants nothing to do with lifting with and other people. If you come to his house and lift on his terms, he's in, but he will never come to anybody else's. Doesn't get the camaraderie aspect of it anymore. He does, but only at his gym. Gotcha. But we'll go to his gym. Yeah, we'll fucking do it live. All right. I think you won. (laughs) I think you just survived the most onslaught of unpaid underrated. We go nine, eight, seven. Yeah, like we went all of them. Pretty sure six of the nine, I was just confused more than anything. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Whatever, man. You're like like my best friend. So, like, I've definitely had so much more that I wanted to hear about and contribute and give people a chance to make fun of me for. That is absolutely fair. Yeah, they will not make fun of you. I, um, 
then that means they don't like me. I mean, I'll make fun of you for wearing hockey fucking gear to bed, but that's that's about it. It's probably that is uh, that's a really funny story. Like a genuinely funny story. Yeah, I can sure. separate myself from the stupidity and be like, yeah, it's warranted. I, I deserve. It. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, one thing is I don't take myself too serious. Like I do a lot of stupid things, and I can separate myself from it. And go, yeah, that's pretty funny. If it wasn't me, no, right? So we... it's funny when it is me. Before we hand the reins over to you, I'm just, uh, I, it might have been omitted on purpose. And if that's the case, then great. Just don't worry about it. We won't answer it. But did you want to tell anybody, uh, give anyone a backstory of your professional career, what you do for a living? Is that something you wanted to share at all? A lot of people seem interested in what the other crew do for a living because they can kind of relate to them with that. Yeah. So I, after 23 years of working at my last job, which was an automotive cleaning and maintenance. I switched over and kind of changed teams. So now I'm a production supervisor for an automotive parts uh, manufacturer. Nice. And uh, it's not anything that I think anyone would find too exciting, except that we do a lot of e-coding. So it'd be nice to. A lot of what? E-coding. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if we have the same uh, high tech uh, operation as, uh, as our friends down there uh, make them. Right. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So, what do you what are you e coding on the vehicle? Like, oh, car parts. We do like skid plates or just like okay. any kind of uh, structural components. Now, is that what's the difference between e coding and like a like a ceramic seracote or something like like e coding? It's more of like a that's almost just like a a plating, isn't it? Or what is actually? Yeah, it's almost like a magnetic plating. I guess it would be kind of similar to chrome chroming. I would imagine. Okay. I'm sure that somebody knows about that stuff more than me. Is probably or like zinc or whatever right now, but. No, it's it just uses like a, it's like a multi-tank uh, dipping stage. I'm not even 100% familiar with it. I'm more just hmm. dealing with the production side of things. We have gotcha. tanks for that stuff. But parts go in raw and they come out black, so I can tell you that. There you go. <laughs> well, that's cool. That's uh, So, yeah, so you worked for the same place for 23 years or just in the same industry prior to that? Uh, same place. And then I Oops. just kind of had an opportunity to come up recently, and I – uh got asked to come down and interview for a position that was becoming available. And I thought, okay, why not go down and take a look? Yeah, and uh, the interview went great. So there you go. it was probably, yeah, it was kind of, I'm sure there's not too many people who have their first job interview at 40. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So you did, that's great. So, okay. So the first job you had, you just kind of, it was like, Hey, this is my buddy. He's going to start today. Kind of thing. You didn't actually. Yeah. Like the, the plant manager at the time I was like, when I was growing up, I was babysitting his kids. And then I mm-hmm. knew I was looking for a job. And he said, Hey, you want to come down here? And I thought, sure. Why not? That and is kind of crazy. Because that'd be a good evening and weekends job, you know, to keep me busy for a little bit. And a quarter century later, I decided to find him. <laughs> Wow, that's uh, forty. The first time you get a job interview, that is actually that's an impressive stat. Like we don't, that's that's like I'm trying to wrap my head around that. Like that's, I don't know. I've probably been on twenty job interviews all time. Like that's including like bullshit job interviews when I was like in high school and stuff. But like as an adult, I've probably only been on like six job interviews, maybe. Yeah, I've been called for a few that I like. I applied for some, and some I just didn't bother going to, or I don't know, whatever. Like there's a few things where I backed out, but yeah. Pretty much, yeah, 40 years old, first job interview. Nice. Well, I have 100% success ratio, so I got that going for me. Well, <laughs> as, 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 as a man who has a, a plethora of interview experience, we're going to hand it over to you and let you interview us for a second. If you get anything you want to ask us or any questions or games or whatever. This one's going to be a little bit short, but uh, let me start off by this. This might annoy you, but I don't care. <laughs> so, Keith. Yeah, buddy. 
What are you doing uh, March 2nd? March 2nd. March 2nd. I don't, I don't, let me break out my cat. Is there a joke? <laughs> that I should know. I don't know. No, I already know what's going on there. Yeah, you should, uh, you should meet your buddies, Joey and Steve, at, uh, in Buffalo, and we should drive down to the Arnold. We already have a hotel room booked. Oh, in. the Arnold, yeah. You're talking about how it would cost you too much. It's it's already booked. Oh, God, I don't know. We'll see. That's a, a big maybe. So it doesn't have to be expensive. I'm just throwing that out there. Oh, yeah. Obviously, we don't expect an answer today, but I just thought, hey, you know what? Oh. I got to keep my, I got to figure that one out. My biggest concern we're, is just like, we're going Saturday and coming home Sunday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're we're not doing that bullshit that we did last year where it was like mm. three days and no, no, we're gonna six AM. Steve's gonna either pick me up or I'm gonna pick Steve up. We're gonna drive down to Ohio. We're gonna be there for I checked it out. It would take forty two minutes more to go to Buffalo and I'm uh it's worth <laughs> it. Yeah. We'll, we'll yeah. see. I'm I'm kinda nervous about the whole being there Saturday thing because everyone's talking this one up that it's gonna be more like it wasn't like nineteen and eighteen, where it was just great. Freaking, Do you know how cool that is? Oh God! Like I you got, know how I, much you. You don't miss? have to be. You don't I, have to be. Uh, you know, pull deep in the in, in everything. You can just yeah. hang out at the Massonomics area and then go to the bar afterwards and then go home the next morning. We'll see. Anyway, don't appreciate. Just says what it is. So I mean, I've never been asked that question from someone sitting in my own basement though. That was kind of weird. So for anyone that's <laughs> like, we obviously don't put this out on Zoom, but I'll post a <laughs> screenshot of it. But Steve. Uh, Took a very like literally a, a like a three days a three day ago picture of my basement because it's got the lift hard live easy poster in the back so I know it's a fresh picture and is using that as his background on the Zoom call and it's just been I basically just been staring at my my York roundheads that I have a complete <laughs> set of that Tanner doesn't you know that's just my my beautiful York roundheads and that just beautiful pristine gym gym so I've gym. really yeah my my gym yeah big gym. Uh, I've enjoyed looking at that. So I've, if I ever sounded distracted, it's because I'm like, I've never looked back at my gym for fucking two hours. <laughs> and I will ask you this. So this is for Keith again, because I pretty much know a lot about Joey. So yeah, Joey who? What's, Joey Schmoey. I, I, maybe, I, maybe this has come up and I just missed it, but what's your uh, weightlifting origin story? Oh, let's see. So, I mean, I played football in high school, but I like, I think I went to the weight room like fucking like 20 times over the course of like my high school career. So I don't even really count that because I was, you know, I was poor. So for me to actually like have a job and like drive to school, I had to have a, or I have to have a car. I had to have a job. If you have a job, making it to the weight room and shit was just like less likely for me. I know other guys did it. I just didn't make it a priority to go to the weight room in high school. So, uh, probably late 20s early 30s so like 2013 ish we joined a gym like a commercial gym did that deal for a few years like spent way too many thousands of dollars for a fucking personal trainer for like a year and a half two years probably even followed him from like from la fitness to a little smaller boutique gym that he went to to train out of and then even to another one and then at that last one he got into uh there was another one of the other some of the other trainers there were putting on a mock powerlifting meet so the guy that was running that I ended up like becoming buddies with and started training in, in his garage gym periodically and just like understanding and knowing what powerlifting was. And at that time, my job had changed where I had a lot of free time to little amount of free time. So having the ability to. Uh... Yes. <laughs> Joey's waving at me. Oh, he's nope. To... Nope. No, I was just. So just finding that powerlifting was just easier and less time consuming than trying to go to a commercial gym and uh, get all those training sessions in and like, you know, figuring all that out. So yeah, it can be tough to do powerlifting in like a commercial gym setting. Yeah. 
So then that kind of segued into the home gym aspect of like, all right, well, I'm literally at this point, I'm just squat benching and deadlifting once a week and maybe doing like shoulders on another day or something. So like, what can I do in my basement? And at that time I just had like, you know, the, the same sand weights and the, 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 the one inch bar and the, like the really dangerous bench press everyone had. Like, I think I had that for like years and never really used it. Gray weeder. Yeah. I started using that for a little bit and then got a, got a really good deal on a squat rack from Titan and then got my first Olympic bar and first Olympic plates. And then I'll just kind of snowballed from there, but just, uh, yeah. I, and you know, it was like, I was saying to Joey a couple of weeks ago there, I was like, you know, if my kids start taking things seriously, like I, I can be pretty minimalist and be happy, but if they start taking things seriously and they get good, like I, I told Joey, I'm like, I'm going to go full Keith nice. <laughs> with a bigger basement and I'm going to go ape shit. Yeah. And that's, and everyone looks at, everyone looks at my basement now and just thinks that I did that like 10 years ago and just like dropped like 30 grand on it. I'm like, no, that's like bootstrapped fucking paycheck to pay. Well, not, I won't even say paycheck to paycheck. Cause like only like less than 10% of that gym has been paid for out of like communal money. And that was like probably like the startup after other than that, it's all been like overtime money that I made side job money that I made or money flip, uh, money I made flipping weights back when that was still something I could do pre COVID before the market got all fucked up. But it's been a labor of love and it's been a basically I've built it to as like my friend group would come over and kind of be like, all right, well, an extra power rack would be helpful. And like, well, another extra power rack would be helpful because, you know, and then finding another place to deadlift. And it's like if I was if I lifted alone, I'd have a completely different gym. Like if I never had the intention of having people over, I'd have like three or four machines, one power rack and like the dumbbells would probably be the same. But like I would have like a couple of different back extension or, uh, you know, back row machines from hammer strength that I really like. And just like a cable crossover or something stupid like that, that just takes up way too much room. But like, I just like got 20 barbells and three squat racks. So that's easier to get, you know, tomorrow I've got probably tomorrow I got a lift party and I have no clue if it's going to be four people or 14 people. It's going to be somewhere in between there. Cause I've, I've got like three or four confirmed RSVPs and then like 10 people that just are maybes. So I don't know. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have a hockey game tomorrow because one of these days, Joey and I got to get down there and actually live. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's actually going to happen. And it'll be one of those like open invites. We're not going to tell you we're coming. (laughs) Randomly show up. Yeah. Well, it's uh, pretty much every every Sunday. It's just me and my buddy Chris pretty much. And then um, but that's kind of early. So you guys, I mean, it's 930 start typically. Um, 930 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's my so I so I I do I do my Sundays to cater when my wife's not home. So I have that's fair. limited amount of times where I'm like training, you know, when she's upstairs, basically, because it's like a super obnoxiously loud um, when we're in the basement. So. But yeah, for Friday nights, usually like five to eight. To make that happen in January, join. I'll do my best. I mean, yeah, I mean, at that point, we could like just make it the crew one, too. We'll like figure out a date before or after the Arnold or something and see who all could actually make the jaunt. Sounds good. Or definitely even a spring GCC too. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's a good one. Cause I've got, there's technically three, four crew that live in Rochester, uh, three that might actually come out, I think. And then Matt Sesney and the uh, Buffalo that might make it out depending on the season. Cool. Been out for mostly for Keith, but also, you know, I guess maybe for both of you. So when you were like, when you were younger versus now, who were your inspirations like in the fitness community or in like the strength training community that you looked up to and has it really changed? So like, for instance, when I was younger, like Marius Pudzianowski was like, to me, it was like awesome. Like, like, yeah, I want to be like that guy. You know, obviously nobody's like that guy. That guy is that guy and that's it. But you know, what about you? As far as like strength athletes that are like even was registered as a kid, like, 
Magnus for Magnuson on watching like ESPN two strongman shows in like the late nineties from the early nineties, probably. Cause like they always aired shit from like 10 years ago. Um, watching him just dominate like every event he ever, every show that he ever did, like as a kid, at least the ones that I saw, like Magnus and being a smaller guy, like, I mean, smaller is in like six, two, 300, but smaller versus everyone out, everyone else out there typically, uh, watching yeah. him dominate world strongest man. So like, he's will always be my favorite strongman for that versus who I look up to today. Like, I don't know, like no one really just like, it's evolved. Like there's like good lifters, but I don't know. I try not to, I don't really I don't really have any quote unquote heroes because then it's like when you meet them, you get let down. So if you just kind of like don't look at anyone, I, I don't like putting people on a pedestal. So like no one's really special to me, I guess. I don't really have like even myself. It's like, do I have like somebody who's like a hero to me right now? No, but I mean, there's a million different sources of inspiration if you're looking for yeah. it. Like, you know, like Joey brought up too, like Mitch Hooper, like pretty cool. Like, yeah, nice to actually have a Canadian that matters and uh, like the world's strongest man scene. Like, Growing up younger, like we had Hugo Gerard, who was always like, you know, pretty strong, but he was always a bridesmaid, you know, like, mm-hmm. and same with even JF Caron. Like, yeah, that guy's awesome. Like, the guy's traps are bigger than my shoulders, but it's like, <laughs> to me, I, I look up to people that if you have a podcast that's lifting adjacent and you've had it going on for, you know, more than a couple <laughs> of years, I, I, put, I put high stock on that. So obviously the boys at Massonomics and then today, even like I listen to uh, Let's Get Stupid, like. They, lo- I, I have, I, I don't think I've ever gotten anything of value from that podcast because there's just <laughs> two, two dudes shooting the shit. Like, but I really enjoy that podcast. Like, there's some episodes that are like, wow, this is really fucking boring. And Huck told the same story again and again and again. But like, ninety percent of the time, like, it's just it's something. It's a funny and original. And I just, I don't know. I, I, I put more stock into people that like can be committed to something like that year in and year out and stay, you know, producing the content. I, um. You know, obviously I'm new to strength, so I don't I don't know too much stuff. I want to say I love Liver King. I think Liver King is definitely very genuine and uh, is, is contributing a lot to the culture of lifting and strength. Um, but if yeah, I had I to like, yeah, if I had to exclude that, uh, Arnold is a big one. Obviously, Arnold's a big one. Like the dude is just. He's done all of the things. He's done the the good things, the bad things, the fuck up things. And now he's trying to just be a better person. And I think that, that we should be allowing people to do that as long as it's genuine. Uh, Mitch Hooper, definitely. Uh, running into him by accident is probably one of the funniest things I think that's ever happened to me. They just like, like just at an event and there he is. Um. Who else am I watching? It's almost a shame just how successful he is because it would have been hilarious if you guys could have got him on here like before. Uh, Actually, I I, I don't <laughs> want to say too much. I do think there's a chance we'll get him before they do, hmm. uh, just based on how they record and when he's available. Uh, from what I understand, I might start. I know he's not crew, but I think it would be really funny to have him jump on for a second. I think uh, sometimes, uh, you know, it's worth making an exception. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, um, the strongest man, you know, okay, perhaps. Now, if I'm looking at, like, like, um, like body type and fitness type and all of that, there's a couple guys out there that are just strong men, and they're not, like, they don't have abs. They don't have that. There's this, there's this one dude I started following, uh, Don. Like, he dances in his videos, and a lot of people accuse him of having like down syndrome and shit, but that dude, like, like that, he can deadlift so fucking much. 
that's the kind of guy that I'm just like, he's like, he's making good content. He's having fun and he's strong as shit. Those are the kind of guys I'm looking for. I, I look forward to now. Uh, Big Mike, Big Mike Van Wick, obviously I've brought him up before. He's out of Burlington, I think. And um, he's a bit of a dick sometimes, but most of the time I do like his content as well. Right on. I think we all should uh, aspire to be like Scants because when I'm 65, I want to be that strong. <laughs> no, I'm going Scots. Oh, Scott Dodds. Yeah. I got to say, Scants <laughs> just reminds me so much of my uncle. It's ridiculous. Oh, I fucking love Scants. He's a good, he's a good dude, boys. Boys. Yeah, boys, boys. Boys. Oh, Scants is awesome. <laughs> he's just like totally like my Uncle Brian. Though, like. He is, actually. He is. He is a bit like Uncle Brian. Did you have any other questions, Steve? Means nothing to anybody but two of us. So uh, I think we're kind of getting there. I don't really have a whole lot more. It's all good, buddy. It don't matter to us. We're whatever you got. No pressure. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm pretty good. Awesome. Well, I, this is, it was a fun episode. I had a good time. Uh, yeah, it was kind of it was kind of two weeks in a row where like one of the hosts knew the other the guest like significantly better <laughs> and had like a rapport. Obviously. Uh, you know, even you guys obviously know each other better than Carp and I do, but Carp and I are like, like, like tied to the home gen scene, like two peas in a pod. So we kind of had that to, to rely on last week for just our banter and everything. But no, this is a good episode. I had fun. I'm looking forward to meeting you. Uh, if not at the Arnold, well, meeting you after we actually known you. I always say that, like, like you're kind of one of the guys that I met at the Lift Hardly Easy. You fucking I met. If I didn't shake your hand and talk to you in depth, like, <laughs> it's a whirlwind with fifty people. I mean, yeah. you know, that is what it is, right? Like, whereas now, like, there won't even be an icebreaker. It's not even going to be like, "Hey, buddy, I'm Big Keith." It's just like we're just going to instantly. I'm just going to instantly ask you about if you're fucking packed your hockey, you know, equipment to go to bed in and stuff. Like, I'm going to make that joke like the first time I see you in person again. I'm sure of it. So, and I'll deserve it. <laughs> and I. Uh, let's see. I think that was the I only just, thing you didn't elaborate on. I was going to ask you about the tugboat again, but you did. We did circle back to that one. No, the so. tugboat's very funny, and yeah. there are so many other things. Perhaps it's a little bit too inside of a joke, but it's all yeah. Good. No, no, and I like. I had to like be careful about the inside jokes. Like, what can I bring up that we can explain without making either one of us look like absolute trash bags? Um, but there is a fun thing that happened today, and I have to be very careful about. Um, my credit card expired and I think I'm going to get kicked out of discord. So, yeah, uh, we'll see if I continue to pay for this. Uh, but this might be my last crew event. So yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Tanner kind of, kind of sent me a message like, are you sure you want to keep doing this? People aren't a huge fan of you. So like I, I might I might have to back off from from some of the things. But like if you don't hear from me for a couple weeks, guys, this is my last episode. This is my last episode. Yep. So t- tune in next week. It's gonna be uh me, Damager, and Kevin. You know, we're gonna give them a, we're gonna give them a shot to see which one are gonna be able to take over the reins for Big Joe here. I would actually ask that you get Matt. And see what he does, uh, because I think Matt is a better replacement for me than anybody. We went down that rabbit hole with Matt before. I don't know. He's uh, he always he will figure it out eventually. <laughs> yeah, I, that's the the best ability in a podcast co-host is availability, because finding <laughs> like literally like finding two dudes that can marry their schedules together and be available for two to three hours 
one day every seven one one day a week like for eternity it's like that's a commitment so i i if if one of us did like legitimately you know have an issue and couldn't make it forever like it would be hard to find a replacement like a legit like i don't know what we would do because like oh yeah this 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 guy can fill in for one week and then well well you know i've I've got a priority and i'm like well the podcast is the priority and like if you can't make that you can't commit to it and i don't know that's gonna be hard well we'll 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 see even guess, as a guest, uh, it took me about 30 weeks to be available because I work afternoons. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's a shitty shift. We should have got we'll, that. We'll see if Tanner lets me back in, um, but like maybe get Bryce uh, or Jen, even Jen Damager. She's probably better than I am at this. <laughs> so we'll see what happens, guys. She, she might have more to say than Chris. Can't be worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a good guy chris i did you see he got what was that uh there was a bird stuck in his fence or some shit that he had to get out i saw that <laughs> no i didn't I see that shit i think it was it might have been on her instagram I, i'm on so many instagrams and like like i don't follow certain like i'm on like when i'm on the unpaid one it's got like a plethora of more people because like there's just certain people i'm friends with on there that we're not friends with on like personal pages and stuff so it's like oh didn't did, never haven't seen this side of that person yet um, right, well wh- where can we find you guys Let's get this over with. I'm fucking exhausted. So I'm Big Keith. Keith Honeycutt 73 on Instagram. Go follow my orange gym, the no wine seller. But more importantly, check out our Instagram, unpaid and underrated podcast. And check out the website, unpaidinternpodcast.com. And Big also Keith. check out glazesearch.com. We now have an entire fucking domain for that. So you can check out how Keith has rated movies, uh, TV shows. Are TV shows on there, Keith? Yes, TV shows are on there, yes. yes. Can you rate my videos on the hub? (laughs) (laughs) I mean... Check out (laughs) stevehub.com. Inadequate, it would be a rating, I suppose. (laughs) Uh, Steve, where do we find you, buddy? Uh, Just basically on Instagram there, at HuckSteve and... Sometimes you'll find me on the Discord, usually uh, lurking in the shadows and saying something stupid once in a while, then backing out again for a while. And I'm uh, still, I'm still me. I'm still Joey. Uh, but beyond that, guys. All right, boys. We'll see you next Tuesday. Bye, bye.